This episode of the Combat Jacks was brought to you by best-selling street lit author Kiki Swenson, known for fast, tension-packed novels featuring the glamour and grit of Virginia's most notorious streets and shows what happens when a criminal partnership takes a detour that puts its members on the road to jealousy, revenge, and murder in The Score. Identity theft mastermind Lauren Kelly has always had a taste for the finer things. With her love and accomplice, Matt, by her side, there's nothing she can't buy or steal. Until she learns that Matt is planning the ultimate betrayal. Now she's got to show him that he picked the wrong bitch to mess with. The Score by Kiki Swinson is a high-octane cat-and-mouse thrill ride that you don't want to miss. The Score is now available wherever books are sold and at kingsintingbooks.com. That's kingsintingbooks.com. And now back to the show. Yo, internets, you are tuned into the Combat Jack Show, thecombatjackshow.com. I'm pleased Jonathan Mena told me that the good friends over at Squarespace are assisting him in helping us revive our presence online on the combatjackshow.com, so I won't sound like a jackass. <laughs> Every week I say this show is the Combat Jack Show, the combatjackshow.com. How, how many more days, Mena? A week, internets, a week. Just hold on. We're going to be popping. Um, internets, I see y'all talking about how combat is the rants. Listen, I feel for y'all. Y'all niggas got to feel for me. I love all of y'all. Y'all know I love y'all. I'm not backpedaling. I just, I just, nigga, we've been going through this for six years. Can I rant to y'all? Can I be honest to y'all? Can I tell you what's on my mind? Anyway, um, update. Um, I'm having some breakthroughs with my therapist. He's saying that I'm seeing things a lot more positively and I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I have accountability for all my flaws and I'm not blaming everybody. So because I'm loving myself a little bit more, maybe I'm loving y'all a little bit more, you motherfuckers. <laughs> but I see how sensitive y'all are. So, you know, I told my, I actually told my therapist how I was screaming on y'all. He's like, that's good, Reggie. That's good. But you know, tone it back. So I'm going to tone it back on y'all nignogs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody goes through shit. We got Kells in the building. What up? Genghis Kells. What up? Yo, internets, I really want to thank you for the way y'all welcomed her on the show. Kells, yes. what's good? What's up? How What'd you, you think about the welcome? Man, it was awesome. I, y'all, All the love y'all was sending me was great. Like I said, we know how it's going to be received. And it seemed like y'all liked it. I had fun. And it seemed like y'all liked it and had fun. So... Let's go. Was there any hate? Like, cause you know, no, every no, everybody nope. was like, "Great, good look." I mean, I had some like randoms trying to argue my music opinions. And oh, shit. they they now they bringing you into like the yeah, like yo, Kells. I'm like, nigga, who is you? I'm like, oh. <laughs> you got new mentions. <laughs> yeah, I'm you got like, new ads. Yo, yeah. I, nigga, I seen your your your. You know, not that I'm creeping on you, but I see yeah. the numbers. Yeah, they just jump right, flourishing, I'm man. Like, all right, I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate you. Um. This is a great week for you, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you're a big fan. It's, it's no secret that you're a big fan of Rihanna, right? Love her. You love, love her, her, right? Yes. Her album is out right now. Yes. Anti. Yes. I haven't Waited. heard haven't heard anything about it. 
it was worth the wait. Listen, really? I was salty. I ain't gonna lie. Them rooms, fuck them. I love her to death. I ain't need the rooms, but the album is a masterpiece. The album is a masterpiece. In my opinion, it's a masterpiece. It's the before this one. My my favorite from her was Rated R. Okay. Now this to me, and y'all might say I'm tripping. Whatever. I'm sure niggas be my mention. I think this is her black <laughs> album. Really? Like yeah, like when Jay dropped the black, and everybody was like, oh this this nigga took it. I I feel like that's what she did, and she fooled us. How did she fool y'all? Because she did. Bitch, better have my money. She mm-hmm. did. American Oxygen, mm-hmm. everybody like, oh, what's this finna be another big pop anthem? And she took mm-hmm. that shit totally left. That shit is wavy as fuck. Now, what what kind of groove is it like? Uh, it's I read in the New York Times that it was disjointed. I don't really think it's dis, it's disjointed at all. It's like a love theme, but it's very personal. Like mm-hmm. she's you, she's personal. Like she has some shit on her chest. Like what? Like what is she talking about? Um, the, well, the work song came out, which is like basically, nigga, look, I'm making my money. Chill out. I'll mm-hmm. be right back. Who's she um, talking about? Who knows? Is she fucking with Travis Scott? Is she still fucking with Travis? I mean, I don't know. I, I that's what they say. Right. I, I, I don't. You know, Rihanna don't claim nobody. Right, that's right, where right. she claimed was Chris. That's the only one we know for I, I, sure. We see what happened with that, right? She claimed Drake for like two weeks. <laughs> right. I don't know. Um. So who knows? It could be. But she, there was a lot of writers on that song too. Okay. So you know, it could be a lot of voices. Right, but right, right, right. my favorite joint on there is higher, and it's fun. You know what? She's slick as shit because you know I'm a stalker, right? Mm-hmm. So and you and you've been stalking her for, for forever. Has she ever responded to you? Nah, she probably don't know I'm alive. Whatever. Yo, can we get? Can we get? <laughs> you know what? We are gonna have a Rihanna episode this year. Nick, I will pass out. <laughs> no, you will not pass. Out. <laughs> I will pass out. You will not pass out. We will have Rihanna in this year. That's my word, internet. But listen, she was snap. I follow her on Snap, right? Mm-hmm. She been snapping snippets of all these fucking songs, all, all except for like five of them. It's like mm-hmm. eight songs. I'm like, that's the shit she played it because I knew higher because right. she played higher last summer and I knew that was gonna be the shit. I'm like, that shit is it. That shit is like a bluesy. Seemed like I said I said last night. Seemed like she went in the studio and was like, yo, is this shit on? Yeah, all right, everybody get out. Had a bottle of scotch and just went in there and just like, ah, it's it's great. I think the album is great. A lot of people don't like it. And is that what they're saying? They're not they're not fucking with it yet. This what I think. This what I Isn't think. Isn't it too soon? I'm I don't know. This right. what I think. You know, niggas like to sell Rihanna short. Everybody likes they favorite. Mm-hmm. Nothing against her. Can't well, take you talking about Bay. Right. Can't take nothing away from her. She is who she is. But niggas like to sell Rihanna short. Y'all better check the numbers. Mm. Rihanna is a monster. Mm. And they always underestimate all oh, oh, the album gonna be shit. The album gonna be trash. It's not. She's very smart. The music is great. The lyrics are crazy. Um, and it's just like, I don't have to skip no songs. There's no skippables. Not to me. A lot of people would tweet, and they don't like it as much as um, uh, Unapologetic. Mm-hmm. That's not my favorite album from her. That's like my least favorite album okay. from her, actually. Right, right, right. I, you know, I played in the gym, but it's, it, I don't like it mm-hmm. too much. Because okay. I'm not a stan. I will say shit I don't like. I don't like that one too right. much. This one? This one is it. Is it. And is her voice the same quality? What I like about Rihanna is that she's not the best singer but she has a haunting quality to her singing that that kind of it's like it haunts you. It's like it's it's coming from someplace else other than that speaker box. This is what I like about Rihanna. She's been working on her voice first mm-hmm. of all, but like you said, she's not the best. singer. I don't singer. want her to learn how to be the best singer. She's not the best singer. I hate when okay singers become great singers because then they they compromise their right. soul. Now they want to be Whitney Houston. You ain't Whitney. exactly. She's not the best singer. She's not the best dancer, mm-hmm. but she bends shit to her will mm-hmm. like whatever it she'd be up there and you look you like she's not doing a whole lot 
but it looks fly as fuck. It looks dope as shit. She's charismatic. She's beautiful. And she's smart. That's what I like about her. She's really smart. And she makes moves on the low and then pops up like. I gives no fucks. Right. And she came in with this album. You know, like you like you be waiting on nigga mad late. Like, nigga, mm. you said five minutes ago, two hours ago. The fuck you all out the window and shit. And then she fucking just finally <laughs> rolled up. Bong. You go to Bong. Album, right? And you can't even be mad. Pulled right? off. Like, <laughs> right. And you can't even be mad like, uh, like that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Can you hear yourself? I hear you. Oh, okay. I hear it's you. Going in and out. Well, I got to check that out. Um, Internets, man. I saw that town hall meeting last night on, on, on Flint, Michigan. Michigan is fucked up, yo. Did you see that shit on Michigan? I I seen it. All I know is the water. I saw the water. And I was like, No, Hell. but did you, do you know the problem right now? It's not even the water. The water... The water was fucked the fuck up, but the whole thing is the whole town of Michigan, Flint, Michigan, is is lead pipes. Yeah. So the water corroded the lead pipes. They switched the water back, but now the lead pipes is melting. So yeah. it's the whole pipe system. So I was watching this this thing last night with, with Rachel Maddow, and they were like, "Yo, they have to go into every house, and every block, and exchange those pipes." You know how fucked, like, they have to do that shit. I mean, is it worth it? Maybe they should just, like... Leave? Yeah. Do they just up and leave? What I about mean, niggas' properties? Ain't no... Nobody... Flint is like... Did you see... Um, was it Roger and me? Michael yes. Moore made a movie about Flint. Yeah, that was in back, the 80s. And they was broke then. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... So, you saying they should just up and leave? Hey. What about, like, sent, like home is where the heart is? They don't own no homes there, though. Niggas, they, they had home owners. They, they had a whole town of black people up in that forum last night claiming their town and saying this is the town and now kids. And I mean, how I, do you just up... You just want them to be refugees no nah, i mean i can't i i just don't like flint was a flint was a uh, what is it a post-war town when mm-hmm. america's boom we mm-hmm. built the cars was mm-hmm. built industrial for industrial right. right that shit been dead for 50 years now oh so my I mean, god yo but they have to go through air, and and what's fucked up is the governor is like yo well basically we're gonna get them when we get there he didn't give a fuck he was like Pfft. yo listen my people's in flint man like like hold your head that shit is a tragedy yeah we already know what it is man hold your head i want to give a shout out to uh this forum that i've been fucking with for a couple of years i kind of took some time off because you know a brother's busy shout out to the collie.com i seen y'all talking a lot of shit about me since i haven't been on there these past couple of months y'all saying saying that niggas chase me off and blah 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 niggas i'm back yo leave combat alone man now nah, you know what first they love you then they hate you then, then they, they love, love you, you again. again yo shout out to the collie <laughs> um internets it's been a while since i told you this go to our, our itunes page rate subscribe and comment i love that shit we need that shit just because i haven't asked you to do that in a while doesn't mean that i don't need y'all to do that go to our soundcloud page Comment and subscribe. And lastly, internet. I keep forgetting. We have an app. We have an amazing app, the Combat Jack Show app. Download that shit, man. Download and comment. We need that shit. See, I'm not screaming at y'all today. I'm not barking at y'all and calling y'all all types of bitches and heifers. It's me. I'm back. So fuck with me. Welcome me back. Yo, Kells, we ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's go. Internets, you tune into the Combat Jack Show. According to Jonathan Mena, as of next week, thecombatjackshow.com. F your radio, F your TV show, and F your podcast. Yo, Internets, we got the Combat Jack Show hotline. 
347-746-2080. But I'm going to need the ladies to show the Combat Jack Show hotline some love. You know, no sausage fest out here. We need the ladies. We need that moisture. Pure moisture. Like butt crease moisture. Thigh meat moisture. That's... That's, that's some deep moisture right there. Vaginal secretion moisture. That's some real kind of lubricant kind of moisture going on right there. What what kind of shit is going on? Penis on your air hole moisture. Whoa. Whoa. Three four wait, seven. Wow. What? Wait. Why seven, is there? Wait. Why is penis? Why is penis in the air hole? Yeah, kinda. that's a problem. That's you gonna have to explain this that's to a us. Problem. Air, I don't want that. I don't know what. I don't want no penis in the penis air hole. Penis finds all holes. What is penis in the air hole kind of kind? You gotta please leave. Don't. You, you please, gotta leave that don't information do that. on the please combat actual hotline. So please don't, don't call it all that. Please don't call it all that. Finger in the booty ass. Let us know. Finger in the booty ass. The penis. Is it one of those finger in the booty ass kind of finger in the booty? That's what we talking about. Finger in the booty. Where you want it? Yes. Three four seven seven four six. 2080 We want to know Internets Moist booty Female internets <laughs> Internets You tune into The Combat Jack Show I was just corrected By our producer Jonathan Mena It's no longer The Combat Jack Show.com It's Combat Jack Show.com Is that correct Mena? Yes sir In a week What happened to the 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 There's no bueno Yo The new site is brought to you By Squarespace And we'll get to that In a minute Yo Internets you know how I enjoy the best era of my life, which was the 1980s. Recently, I watched a documentary called The 7-5, and I got to shout out my friend B-Dot. Yes, B-Dot from Rap Radar, who's been on me. Like, listen, Combat, you got to watch The 7-5. You got to watch The 7-5. Um, I had been holding off on watching only because we were just coming out the holiday season and the whole nine last week. I finally looked at it. It was on show. show was it on Showtime Demand? Showtime, yep. And it blew my mind. It blew my mind because it took me back to Brooklyn in the 1980s. It took me to the crack era. It took me back to just how you know New York was. You know, it was it was a lot of shit going on. We were invaded by by the by the crack epidemic. We're still in the, in the woes of the the whole Reaganomics era. And then you know, just just dude, shit was lawless. So. um Funny thing, man. I love Twitter, man. I, as I was watching the seven five, I tweeted out that I was watching the seven five, and out of the blue, just like how the Twitter gods work, I got a retweet from none other than Michael Doubt, who is the actual star and main subject of the seven five documentary. My son. <laughs> your son he tweeted you. <laughs> no, was he it your son? He won't let me touch it. Was it your son? <laughs> he won't let me touch Twitter. It was your son. He won't let me touch Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! So it was, he's gonna ruin. He's gonna ruin so the whole it was thing. Michael Dowd's son. <laughs> yes. I hit him back. He's me. He's me. <laughs> and here we are. Now we're sitting with Michael Dowd. I have to co-sign everything he does. But he, star of he the Seven Five documentary. What's up, Michael? How you doing, man? Nice to be here. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Nah, thanks so much. I'm man. actually sweating because you're bringing me right back to the days. You're bringing me back to those days, man. Listen, <laughs> that's an amazing documentary, man. It was um, an unnerving time to actually go through it again, and I really was not looking forward to going through this whole process again, but I was threatened by the Hollywood producers that they were going to do a show with me or without or me. Or without you. Uh. So The unauthorized or the authorized? Right. So I know what that turns out to be. Right. They throw you under the bus as much as they can, and you end up looking like worse than the scurve that you may have been at the time. So I decided, okay. Let's go. Now, Kels and I were discussing our fair before you came in. Is this fair that they're calling you? 
or you're you're known as New York City's dirtiest cop in the history of New York City. Is that accurate? I don't believe so. Listen, uh, <clears throat> I'll take the weight for right, everybody right, if you want right. me to. Clearly, there were cops that have done murders, different errors, uh, you know, and, and things for of the that mafia nature. Worked and, for the mob, and it, but but the fact is this: they needed a poster boy. Yes, I'll carry them. I'll carry the mantle. Yo, how are you so comfortable? Um, you learn an acceptance that is beyond you. In other words, if someone's going to attack you or charge you with something, when you're in, 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 in an indefensible position, there's no sense in fighting them. Right. You know, you just say, okay, whatever. You know, it's like, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never harm me. Right. Yeah, we grew up to that, uh, you of know, course, some of, of us. Course. So what? You now, know, I know who I am. You were a police officer for 10 years. 10 years and five months. 10 years and five months. I'm very months. accurate with times. You started your career in 1982. <laughs> yes, I did. Why did you become a police officer? I became a police officer because I wanted to get married and have a real job. Security. Security. Like most people. Like most people do. They step right. into the civil service world for security for them and their families. They go forward. We know we're not up there to make a lot of money, but we know that we're going to have the trappings of a secure life and retire at a rel relatively young age. Were there any other like civil servant roles? My like whole family firemen? was civil servants. Like what, what were they? Well, my father was a firefighter. Okay. And five of my brothers were firefighters and police officers. Okay. Yeah. And my sister was a teacher. Now, so, when you So seven of us, you know, and my brother that was a little slow, he worked for the railroad. <laughs> okay, the railroad. Yeah. That's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, like, <laughs> but he's a good kid. He's wonderful. He was the one who kept the job as longest. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um... Coming into the force, man, what were your expectations? Did you really think that you were going to uphold justice, serve yes, and protect them? Yes, moment? I did. Right. Yeah, I, I was so excited. And then I realized when I put the gun and badge on and walked outside the Madison Square Garden and someone was calling an officer, officer, officer. And my father, <laughs> who just walked me out of the, of the graduation, said to me, Mike, I think she's calling you. Right. I was like, oh, shoot, I'm a cop. <laughs> so so was, was, was it like, like culture shock? Oh, yeah. Be wearing that yeah, uniform like now, and badge. Now I am the man. Right. You know, and I really wasn't sure if I wanted to do this. <laughs> like, oh, what did she want to know? She wanted to know where the Empire State Building was or something. Oh, Macy's. I couldn't remember at this right. time. So you were nervous? I was nervous. Nervous. Absolutely. Like during, during your initial period as a cop man, as, as like a quote unquote good cop man, what, yeah. was, what were some of the things that, that, that stand out in your mind that you did? Well, uh, well, when I first became a police officer, you know, it was a very scary time because uh, there was 3,000, like 600 graduates from the academy. Right. And they put us in precincts throughout the city and, and put us like on waiting lists to be trained while we were actually on the street because there was nobody there to train you because the volume was so high of mm. recruits. So here you are on the street and, and they sent me out to the street. I remember this. I was in Queens on Roosevelt Avenue uh, under the L. And at that time, it was the uh, called Little Columbia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had no radio. And they said at that time, it was a dime or a quarter. I don't remember. because <laughs> I'm so old now, for God's sakes. And well, there was a dime or a quarter. It might have been a dime. It might have been a dime. Make sure you have a dime in your pocket. So if you need help, you can call 911. That's crazy. That's how I started out. Right. So here you are, 21, 153 pounds with a gun on your hip, <laughs> standing under the L and watching people walk by and saying, which one is going to be the one that's going to try to attack me? Right. So you were actually waiting. You were actually on the defense. Oh, oh yeah. Initially, absolutely. Initially, yes. Right. Fearful. I, you don't know what to expect. You're a police officer. You only see what you see on TV. You know, the academy can only train you so much. It's just, right. it's just about curriculum. Right. The street is what teaches you life. You know, looking back on... I, I, I'm not, I, I know nothing about the force or anything like that. 
But looking I'll train back, you. I'll train you. <laughs> or, 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 I don't want to be trained. But look, looking back on the police force back in the day, um, I remember the cops that I encountered being tough. They didn't take any nonsense. They would handle you, but they wouldn't fucking leave you dead. No, right? absolutely correct. But what was the difference, man? What was the difference with like why? between now and then? Like in terms of like what the cops were made of back then. Cops were looking to survive back then. Right. Because the, the streets were so dangerous. If you did not approach a cop in a really aggressive manner or back then, cops were looking for friends in every corner too. Right. It was dangerous. Right. I, and the world may be different today. And I know sometimes these topics get into these unjustified shootings. And and, and I try not to get into that. Right. And we're not, we're not going to get into okay, that. Because I try to say, look, always... You have to always, even if the cop's corrupt, right. you always have to trust the cop first because his intentions are supposed to be good. Supposed to be. Right. Now, right. If, if you find out they're not, that's fine. That's why they have legal systems to handle, and, and we can get into that discussion as well. But the fact is this. Most cops go to work looking to do their job correct. Most. Yeah. And I did too, except I wanted to take your money if you were dealing drugs. Well, okay. I mean. All right. So make me a criminal. Like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you get transferred from, from you, you said Astoria, Queens? Right. Well, how, Jackson Heights. Jackson. How do you go from Queens to fucking East New York? With tears in my eyes. Which is like at the time, <laughs> the asshole of hell. Oh, still is. Oh, and, and, right? and this is oh, no shots don't, don't to take, my cats from East New, East New York, Uncle Murder, no, Tax, no. and all of you guys. But, <laughs> but seriously, in the 80s, that was the asshole of hell. Well, you know what it was back then Federal Express wouldn't go to East New York really <laughs> yes they really wouldn't they would not really they would not deliver in East New York or Bed-Stuy but how do you get tr- you just you just get a sign there well you know um, yeah <laughs> you did your little recruit time and uh, training time in Queens and right. then they, they had like 60 guys that needed to be transferred and dispersed throughout the city and East New York came up 7-5 and now you're in the 7-5 are you like what the fuck is going on well so I'm driving down Sutter Avenue I tell the story I'm driving down Sutter first Avenue day. first day uh, I'm getting in early uh, I want to get to my locker and set my eager and, and enthusiastic excited. I'm driving down Sutter <laughs> Avenue and in the ghetto comes on by Elvis Presley right I thought you know this no, you I, know don't, this? no I don't know this <laughs> I thought maybe I heard it because I did a few interviews okay. Elvis Presley in the ghetto comes on it's, it's about 6-20 in the morning I'm headed uh, so sun's behind my back it's starting to come up yet and there's people outside playing dice what fucking season is it the summer it's the summertime it's June like June June 13th 1983 and they're shooting dice they're shooting dice on the street and I don't know what the fuck's going on all I see is people hanging out and then I see you know hands flying around and sure enough they're shooting dice and I'm going like I don't believe I'm fucking here. (laughs) oh my god are you hearing stories about East New York well you'll hear stories about um High, what they call uh, A houses. Right. I went from like a B or C house in Queens to an A house in Brooklyn. And there's a big difference <laughs> between a B house in Queens and an A house in Brooklyn. Right. And you're driving down Sutter Avenue, you can just, you can just sense right. the despair. You could just feel pain, it. Right. You could feel it. It, 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 it. it takes you over as soon right. as you drive down the block. It's the like you thick. feel the dirt, the, the, the pain, the, the suffering. You just feel it. You see people walking with yeah, no it's teeth. Fucking and six in the morning. They're out there miserable. throwing dice and they're drinking on the corner and it's all good. Yeah, yep. it's all good. Now, before working as a cop, did you have any experience interacting with the black and latino i actually did my best friend was black okay okay robin i don't want to say his last name and um so i didn't i never had a a black and white latino problem of course we grew up in the 60s and 70s there was racial strife in the country and we were all exposed to it you know but you know my father was a firefighter and he told me one thing 
You treat people the way they treat you, no mm-hmm. matter what they are or who they are or what they look like. Right. And that was it. Right. And that's how I lived my life. Right. And thank God I lived that way because I don't give a shit what you are or what you, who you are. If you had money, you were selling drugs, I was taking it. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't about black, Hispanic, right. Asian, persuasion. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. You know, because you were in the game. Um, the 80s. Like you're talking about the wave. The way of the, of the crack and yeah, cocaine epidemic. Yeah. It was in 1982. Was the tip? Was it the tip no, of the? I, what? No. Didn't start till 84 and a half, 85. Okay. So from I'm going to tell you how it started. Tell us how it started, man. We get a call to a location uh, up on Fulton Street near Crescent, and um, man selling drugs. I wasn't working with Urell Kenny at the time. I was working with somebody else. I won't say his name. And it says, um, man selling drugs on the corner. They gave a description. It was male Hispanic. What year were we talking? We're talking like 84 and a half, 85. And we've had drug calls for years now. And, you know, usually you roll up, the guy's got a bag full of roll tin foils, um, uh, plastic envelopes with other stuff, whether it's marijuana, heroin, cocaine, it didn't matter. So now there's a man standing there on the corner off the corner, slightly, in front of a, uh, a sewer. and um, You remember this vividly. Oh, I could, I could draw the picture. So he says, um, <clears throat> we say to him, we're getting called for you selling drugs. Oh, nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay, what's up with you? Nothing. Uh, would you go to the dentist? To say, what's, you can't talk. He goes, you know, so he's telling me, he's indicating that he has teeth worked on today and he can't speak. Right. Okay. So, all right. Okay. So this is the second time this call came in. The same guy. Same guy. Same guy's there. Second time the call's come in. Different day. No, no. Same day. Same Same day. day. Oh yeah. People just keep calling. Listen, people, one thing people don't understand about the ghetto, let's call it or whatever, is the people in the community love their community of course right. and they're trying to rid them of the scourge or whatever's going on and, and as the police you can only do what you can do right so here i am back for the second time and i go oh geez this guy you know guy you're feeling te- sorry for teeth the guy. pulled yeah. you know he just can't <laughs> fucking talk <laughs> so i go to get in the car and i say wait a fucking minute <laughs> can i curse on this thing yeah you definitely yeah, yeah, wait a minute something's wrong i turn around i go come here he looks at me i go open your mouth he goes he starts Trying to swallow. Oh, so shit. now I grab him by the throat. Right? Of course, if someone saw me doing it, they'd think I'm trying to kill someone. Right, right, right. I'm trying to stop him from swallowing. I open up his mouth, and he's got his gums on top and bottom, inside and out, aligned with crack vials. Right. But we didn't Which know, you had never seen We before. didn't know what right. it was. So we just know it's bad, and it must be drugs. Right. <laughs> right. right. So spit it out. So he starts spitting it out, and he's spitting it into the sewer. Mm. All right. Goodbye. You let him go. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Right. Back then, they didn't want you making drug arrests. Right. Okay? Because it was costing the city money. So anyway, so we get a call about five minutes later. Manhole cover is being taken off of the sewer. <laughs> in the st- on get that work. On Fulton, <laughs> underneath the L. Same like, fucking you dude. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> you gotta get the drugs and get the money. So we rolled, so we rolled back up. And then you, you see the sewer plates off and there's nobody there when we rolled back up. And, we, and uh, my partner's like, it must be something to this shit. Right. Yeah. right? So I'm not going to tell you the exact date. Within a day or two, we get more calls. And now we're finding it everywhere. Holy shit. It's everywhere. Right. Yeah. And like the kids are standing there with a tennis ball in their hand going mm-hmm. like this. You know what's in the tennis ball? 
crack. It's crack. It's crack inside the tennis ball. The tennis ball's cut open, right. and it's crack inside. So we started picking up on the street. Guys drinking a soda, but or, or no, usually the Tropicana. Mm-hmm. The Tropicana juice. Mm-hmm. An hour later, he still got the same Tropicana juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no juice in there. And no juice in the thing. He's got crack vials in there. So we were finding it everywhere. And initially, was, and nobody's fucking walking you through this shit. No, nothing. We learned it on our own. So finally, my partner one day, he, said, just, he just took a pile of it home with him. And he comes back the next day and he hands me like four or five hundred dollars. He goes, that shit was fucking cocaine. I go, we've been throwing that out for like two months now. <laughs> P.S. We learned that there was a lot of money involved in this and that was crack cocaine. Crack cocaine. Yeah. Now, did you notice also the temperature changing from, you know, the 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 element of violence ratcheting well, up? Well, yeah, initially it was just like anything else, but... You know, you're talking about the the infancy, infancy, infancy of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So within a year or two, the violence was just right. so Crazy. dramatic. So, so for example, like the 75th precinct, which was always in the top end in homicides in the city, usually around, average around 65 to 70 homicides a year. So now they were averaging like 85 to 90 homicides a year, all based around the drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, the, just the homicide rate went up 20, 30 percent. And uh, and it was just like the brutality involved. Right. It wasn't like stray shit. This right. was like people just get knocked hard, off. The hardware is coming out right now. Oh, 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 it's not just twenty two. No, 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 thirty eight. Yeah. No one had a twenty two. It's it's all nine. That's what I remember. It was so all nine. Brazen. What do you call it? Nine M Ms. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nine millimeters. Nine millimeters. Yeah, that's why they called M Ms. You know, so that's what they had. Everybody had them. Tech nines. It was so brazen. That's what I remember. Like broad daylight, just shoot people up. Like what are you doing? You know, in front of the police. It's funny <laughs> what you say about yeah. people in the community caring because, you know, I grew up on Lincoln Crown Heights, Lincoln yeah. Place between Albany and Troy. Right. Troy Avenue mm-hmm. was a hotbed for, oh, you know, it was Troy like. Troy is always hot. And but. it was, I mean, growing up it wasn't. My moms used to be able when to When you were young. Yeah, so now yes. I, every t- every summer I come home and I see motherfuckers I've you, never you see seen before. And yellow so tape everywhere. I'm calling the cops like, yo, y'all got to clean this shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nah. Nothing. 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 Nothing at because all. Because the cops weren't allowed. They weren't allowed. They weren't allowed. You talk about confiscating drugs. No, I talk about you taking talk, the no, drugs. Actually, you talk, about, the drugs. you talk about arresting people right. back in the day right. for drugs. And, and, and getting, your captain would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You just cost us some money. Well, you, well, you got two cops that now are off the street. Uh-huh. And now, so so you start to tour with 30 cops. If, if six cars are involved in arrest, now you're down to... You just took 12 cops off the street. How long does it take to like process? And the process and arrest is going to take a day and a half to process because oh, wow. the system is so backed up, you're guaranteed between 8 and 16 hours of overtime, right. not Whoa. straight time. And your partner is now left on the side of the road because now he's got no one to work with because you're gone. So usually your partner takes lost time or helps you process the arrest until, it's, until you get out of the station house. Then you go, you go to central booking and you spend a day and a half in central booking. I mean, wow. so it was costing the city... I mean, if you do the math, I can tell you quickly. Like five, six hundred dollars, I was getting paid to do the arrest, right? Now this guy who has no lawyer, they got to pay for a lawyer, they got to pay to, to house him, they got to pay to put him in a bunk, they got to pay to feed Freedom. him for the next four or yeah, five yeah. days right. till he sees the courthouse, and then he gets released ROR. Right, right. <laughs> so it's a losing battle. It, it, it was, it was the, the tide was so ridiculous. It was just you couldn't. It, the city couldn't afford you if you made an arrest for drugs. I'm not telling. This is no exaggeration. All right, one or two or three. Fine. They, they would pull you over and say, listen, 
you got to knock it off because you're costing us money. And if you don't stop, we're going to put you on a, in an, uh, like an un- unfavorable assignment, like hmm. behind the station house desk answering the phone, on a foot post down in the weeds in Vandalia where you, they, they did the car racing yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the days. They used to do the suit drag race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drag races. Yeah, right. yeah that, they put you there. By Star City. Star City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, because they had a reason. It wasn't like they didn't, they didn't want people to not sell it drugs. It just didn't make sense. They, they couldn't afford this. So you had to be of a certain moral fortitude to, what really, happened to, to guys, really be focused to, what on the battle. The guys that really wanted to do police work, yeah. they ended up getting a little jammed up quite often. I mean, I'm not saying they got fired for it, but they always ended up being on the outside. Right. Because the, the supervisor didn't like them. And if the supervisor doesn't like them, then no one wants to work with a guy that the supervisor doesn't like because that gives them the, the, the light shined on them. And they don't want, no one wants right. to have their light shined on anybody. So, They're too square, too like. Right. We told you not to do it. So, let so, it go. I'm not saying you didn't have a choice because we all have, cho- all but, have choices. But, but it sounds like, in a sense, you didn't have a choice. Okay, so. So the answer to that question is we all made choices, okay? It's how we handled the choice. Right. You know, some guys said, okay, boss, I will. What they wanted you to do was make intelligence reports. Okay. Male what Hispanic. the fuck is that? <laughs> Male Hispanic, five foot eight, wearing blue jeans and red sneakers, standing in front of 522 New Jersey Avenue. That was at it. Eight o'clock at night was selling, allegedly selling drugs. But in a blue and white, what good is it? You can't surveil in blue right. and white. People are watching you before you get there. So that was the nature of policing back then. So that's what they wanted you to do. Right. So here you have, and watch this dynamics, you have Mrs. Johnson calling 911. There's a man selling drugs on my corner. Up rolls the blue and white, and the blue and white does nothing. The guy knows it. He turned around, walked inside the bodega, right? The cop gets out of the car, looks around, says nobody's here. He leaves. Ten minutes later, he's back outside. Mrs. Brown Johnson, whatever, calls again. And now she says nothing's being done. Well, ma'am, you called about an individual. They have liberties and civil rights. You just can't roll people because... You know, they're a male Hispanic or a male black wearing sneakers and jeans in front of a store. But I'm telling you they're selling drugs, but I can't witness it. Right. I have to witness a transaction, and I have to know that that transaction in- contains drugs. Mm-hmm. Of course, I know what a transaction looks like, right. mm-hmm. but I have to be able to elaborate on that. So it really gets deep, and they'd rather you just put an intelligence report and walk away. So now it looks like the cops are in bed with who? The drug dealers. Right. Lo- actually, actually, the drug dealers loved it because they were protected right. without pay. That's crazy. If you think about it, they were protected because they were a class that the police department didn't want us to touch. Who were you guys arrested back then? Like murderers? Usually rapists? murderers, rapes, yeah. right. as a result of the drug game. The right. mob. The mob. We, we, we cops don't do mob. Yeah, small time dudes. Yeah, the cops arrest assault, robbery, murder, and rape. That was it. Yeah, and burglaries. Came. It was because it was before the war on drugs, basically. Yes, but when the war on, yes, you're talking about the new war on drugs. The new war. Like Nancy Reagan, just right. say no. Just say no. Just say no. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> The, that's that's the Nancy Nancy Reagan just say no war right. yes but then when it turned into the real war on drugs well, under Bush yes. right then it changed right so the fact is that it was devastating to everybody and uh, the cops felt like um, underappreciated and the 
community didn't like them because they were rolling up on drug deals, just letting them go down. Right. So uh, I turned it into a profitable situation. Talk about your first infraction, man. When you talk about a uh, what you call a a Puerto Rican (laughs) mystery, Boricua. Yeah, talk talk affectionately, by the way. (laughs) Um, So. I'm two years on the force now. Two years, a little more maybe. You know, I, the, the dates I lose. But Are uh, you jaded at this point, man? Not really. Right. But a little dis, little, dis, little, little disappointed because people were, were finding themselves getting pushed. I was very active as a young cop, very active. I made a lot of good arrests, armed robberies, murders, rapes, you named it. I made you saved all. lives. I saved lives. I yes. did my job. Yes. I, and I did it with pride. Mm-hmm. And it was very hard at that time because guys I could see were doing stuff. But not outwardly, but you know as a cop that stuff was going on around right. you. Now, one day I get pulled over. This is what happened. I forget this story quite often. I, get, I pull over an individual in a different sector. My sector was George. I pulled him over in Charlie David's sector. And it was two cops pulled me over. Well, I'm pulling over a, a, a guy who just blew a red light or whatever he did, license, registration, insurance. I get back in my patrol car, me and my partner at the time, and all of a sudden behind us comes a blue and white. Two guys walk up, one on one side, one on the other. They got their hands on their guns. And, and you're in a blue and white. I'm blue and white. You're in a fucking blue and white. You were playing clothes. I know. I was a fucking cop. That was, right. a, that was Sector George. <laughs> now I'm in Sector Charlie David because wow. I followed the guy from my sector up the block into Charlie David, pulled him over in Charlie David, and the cops like rolled up on me. And they go, whatever, we did some paperwork, summons or not, I don't know. And I didn't remember. I was startled. And they go, uh, what are you doing in our sector? Fuck. I'm like, I knew, like, what, how do you answer this? Well, I made a, made a car stop. Doing my job. Yeah, made a car stop. And they go, this is our sector. You don't make car stops in our sector. They got their hands on their guns? Oh, too? yeah. Like, they're dead serious. Yeah, oh, that was serious. Wow. I'm like, what do you want me to do right now? <laughs> I already made the car stop. <laughs> yeah. <You gonna> quit? <laughs> they're like, just remember, stay out of this sector. Oh, shit. Just remember, wow. stay out of this sector. You know, we, we were younger. They right. were like, they actually had the same amount of time on the job as us, but they were in the precinct six months longer. Mm. So that gave them a little right. more authority. Little, little authority. Right. Right. Little, little, but that, that must have shook you, sh- shaken you up. Pissed me off. Right. Yeah. But I knew in the back of my mind there was a reason they did that. Right. So I don't know the exact reason, but I'm saying there's a reason that you don't want me to stop cars in your sector. So there must mm-hmm. be something going on in car stops. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Getting that money. You must be getting paid. You must be controlling must something. Must have some type of system going on. Something's going on. Right. So about a week or two later, I pulled over this Boricua with the uh, Corvette, Corvette, like a 77. In your sector. You're safe in your sector. I right? was in my sector. Actually, right. actually, it wasn't. But <laughs> he, he actually, you weren't in those other guys. I, I, right? No, actually, I was, but they weren't on. <laughs> they weren't on. <laughs> they weren't on. <laughs> yeah. I ended up in their sector. But he, it borders mine. So they have no nerve. They have some nerve. Because <laughs> it borders you. You know, when right. you border your sector, you actually end up in the other sector. Right. So anyway, so I pulled him over and he had no plates, nothing. Yeah, no license, no registration, no insurance, no plates. Red, Cor- red Corvette. No. Um, it wasn't red. I had the red Corvette. <laughs> you had, you, yeah, you had the I had the red yeah, yeah. Corvette. But it was a Corvette. It was a Corvette. In uh, the hood. In the hood. And it's all good. You know, I mean, I've seen every... And the hood's got the most fabulous cars in the course, world. I mean, come on. You know, like Chicky yeah, said, I saw, I saw like Chicky Ma- said in the movie, the richest place in the world. The ghetto. ghetto. It's a ghetto. <laughs> Yo, I saw a Maserati yesterday yeah. in the snow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so let's not play games, <laughs> yeah. okay? So there's people that are broke their ass in yeah, the ghetto, right. and there's people that are loaded. You yes. know? Right. So anyway, so so here we are. I pulled this guy over in the vet, and uh, he was young. I knew he was young. 
I don't know his story yet, you know. So license registration insurance. He opens up this knot. You know, back then they had the fanny packs. Fanny yeah. Pack, yeah. yeah. It's, they're still trying to bring that back. Yeah. Well, yeah I'll Kels, you got, I'll, a, I'll, you, you got a fanny pack? Shit is corny. I'll, okay. I'll bring it back. You'll bring right? it back. I'll bring it back because it's so good. Because <laughs> right. no, I don't, don't care. Don't, Michael, don't do that. <laughs> don't, do that. <laughs> don't do it. I might. Okay. <laughs> Just to prove a point. Okay. So, 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 so I pull him over and he opens up this knot and this, this fanny pack and there's a knot in there of hundreds like this, you know. And I go, where's your license? He's like looking for it, fumbling. Uh, 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 but he made sure you saw the knot. Yeah. Well, maybe I saw it on my own. I don't remember, right. <laughs> but I know I saw it. Right. So uh, I said, Jesus. So I said to my partner, I said, uh, what's, what do you want to do here? He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, the guy's got like $1,200 in summonses. I really, and if we ride him, we really should take the car because he's got no plates. He's got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. We don't even know if he owns it, if it's real, if it's stolen. We don't know. So I said to him, he showed me the title. He said, I have the title. I said, okay, you got the title. Well, you're doing good. <laughs> you got a title to a car. Okay, so I had a decision to make here. Am I going to write this guy like $1,500 worth of summonses, or can I get myself a few dollars here? No, because that's what rung in my brain from... You weren't going to be rewarded. I'm well, getting nothing anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it's just the guys that pulled me over, I, I felt that right. this is, like this is really going on. Mm. Right. So... I made, I made the move. I said, listen, uh, we like uh, lunch and like lobster for lunch, you know, and uh, do you understand what I mean? You know, I'm not asking for a hamburger. I'm asking for lobster. Right. So, uh, and, and that, and this whole thing can go away. I don't want fries. And right. I don't, I, I don't want a burger and fries. <laughs> so he, uh, he said, yeah, I get you. So he sat in the backseat of the car, took a couple hundred dollars out and put it under my briefcase that was in the backseat of my car. I said, okay, let's, well, okay, you can leave now and we'll never see each other again, right? He goes, absolutely, officer. I said, great. And I just drove away from that scene like with like fear and glee at the same time. Right. Don't forget, I was broke. It's, it's a trend. I had like $3 in my pocket right. or $5 in my pocket. And now I know. And it's like, a different economy. I mean, that, that's like $500 right there. Are you kidding me? $100, $100 in your pocket back then? That was like half a week's pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow. If you cleared it all out, it's yeah, half a week. Yeah, you know, driving, expenses, back and forth to work. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that was pretty easy. You know? And then I was just like waiting to be caught, and I didn't get caught. So I was like, wow, hmm, okay, that worked. And then next. And then things just start opening up. Then man. things just, I start realizing that there is money in There's here. money in There's the money hood. to There's be made. There's a lot of money. A lot of money and to be so made. And so now it's not this... So I'm not now. I'm going to work excited, right? Like, how? What am I going to fall into? Yeah, I'm being honest. Yeah, there's this episode with you and, and one of your guys, Chicky, right? <laughs> well, everybody loves Chicky. It's, it's, if it's, you watch it's, that movie, it's, everybody it's this loves dread, Chicky. It's this dread who's having a, a dis- domestic dispute with oh, his lady. The girl. <laughs> oh, with the big. Talk the about wife. that, man. Let's talk about this. So, 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 so she's in the precinct, and we get a ten-two to the precinct. So I was working. I don't. I didn't ever directly work with Chicky. Right. Chicky's just a fill-in partner. When his partner's out and my partner's out, we work together. But we're blood because we work the same squad always. So we're partners. So Chicky's in a car with me now, and uh, Chicky's really never done anything really wrong around me, right. nor I around him. Right. But we feel it. So she gets in the car. We take her from the precinct to New Jersey Avenue, right off of uh, Dumont. And well, I could take you there now. And... Um, we walk no, up. We walk up a second. The second flight of stairs, yeah. and with her behind. Fuck, fucked up apartment building. No, 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 no. It's 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 nice. It's got the uh, stairs up where you got an apartment down below. Right, right. You got the stairs going up. Almost like a Canarsie uh, setup. Right. It's a nice area. For East New York, it was nice. And um, so up the stairs we go, and she leads the way now 
to open the door. And then we know that her husband might be in there. She may be wanting to get some stuff and leave. We're not sure. We want to make sure they're safe, break up any dispute. She opens the door, and there's, I guess I could say his name, yeah. Bobby Smith, standing there. I don't know many people's names, but I remember Bobby Smith. Okay. It's a common name. You're not, you're not really calling anybody <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. So I hope. Unless he cut them dreads, Bobby. <laughs> no, no, he's, he, he knew. Yeah. He, so he, he, she opens the door. He looks at her. And now he was as black as coal, right? He looks at her. <laughs> he looks at her. He sees the blue and white, whatever I had on, my blue uniform. And he looks as white as this shit. She doesn't say, you bitch. Nothing. He just goes, oh. And she goes, okay, officer, I got it from here. I said, oh, Holy you do shit. not. Oh, you do not. Don't you're not even allowed to be. Now. You don't even want to be in the same neighborhood Yo, with this hell, guy. Hell That's hell why we're here. Hell and now you no go, fury. I, I got it. I, I, no, oh, boy. Hell, don't score no woman. Did she do that shit on purpose, you think? No. Okay. Because the delivery just came. Oh. She was in the precinct cranking and crying and screaming. She didn't know that he was going to be Bob there. Bob just got that. Fresh. Fresh. Oh, fresh. Man. Fresh. The bag. <laughs> How big was the bag? It man? was a fifty-five gallon drum-sized bag, filled wow. with weed, filled to the top right. with weed. <laughs> so now he, you, you walk in. It's like pay dirt. We, walk you and Chicky walk in. Well, no, it's not walk. Right. So Bobby's trying to push the door closed, and mm-hmm. she's in the way. So I push her out of the way, grab Bobby by his dreadlocks, mm. because he's trying to push us out. And I just run down this narrow hallway to where it ends, and the, and then the room turns in like this. And I got him by his dreads, and I'm running with him, and he's <laughs> he don't know what's going down, neither do I. I'm just, I'm a little nervous, right? right? I don't know what the fuck's guns happening. Are, guns right. are out, of course, No, right? no, 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 I had my hand, right. hand full of hair. Right, right. <laughs> you don't know what's in there, I don't know. I had my hand's full of hair. Right. So I'm running down, and we hit the wall, him and I, and I look to my right, and I see this wall. It's got all these mirrors. Like, you know, back then they had the mirrors on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Those little... 70 <laughs> shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had one too. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so the mirrors were on the wall, and then I could see in the mirror that there's this whole fucking big bag of shit. So now I drag Bobby into the mirrored room, and I go, oh my God, what do we do now? Like, what do we do? I know I'm not making an arrest. Huh? It's, it's ha- cash. It's not it's, happening. It's cash. It's not happening. Right. It's I cash. I don't know what to do. It's cash, so, right? But it's not, I'm not making an arrest. I'm right. just not doing it. You know that. I'm, I don't want to do paperwork. Right. It's, it's not worth <laughs> it's it. It's not worth this. So I look at this bag, and I go, well, I can't take that bag out of here. So Bobby Smith's looking at me, and I'm going, turn your fucking head. Don't look at me. Because I don't want him to see my badge and my name. Of course, of course. Right. <laughs> Because I know something's not going to go his way right, here, but right, it's not going to go that bad if he's right, good. Right, right. If he's good it's, it's a good not, day for him. He's, he's lucky it's me. Right. Okay? So I turn around, and Chicky's behind me. And Chicky's like, holy fuck. I said, he goes, I go, underneath the couch. He goes, why? I go, there's a bag under the couch, a duffel bag, a fucking big duffel bag. So Chicky goes, yeah, he goes, he opens the bag up. He takes out two nine-millimeter handguns. Jesus. He goes, I got two guns. I go, what's in the bag? He goes, cash. He closes the bag and goes to put it back underneath the fucking thing. I go, fuck the guns. There's cash in that bag. Get that bag. We can buy all the guns in the world you want. So anyway, so now we got this bag of marijuana, so as big as the sky, and a bag of his duffel bag, and Bobby Smith's looking at us in the mirror now. I said, stop looking. I'm trying to keep him from looking. He's trying to figure this He's out. He's trying to figure what Yo, the we got to get Bobby Smith on the show. What's going to happen next? Two sides. Well, this is, I don't lie. He'll tell you his doubt's right. So I'm trying to get, try to block him from seeing what we're doing. So I said, look, this is how this is going to go. You're talking to Bobby now. Bobby's there, Chickie's there, and the wife is crying somewhere. So this is how it's going to go. We're just going to take some money. And the guns. You got to take the guns. You can't leave the guns. Yeah. And this is your lucky day. 
What is he saying to you? Bumble Clyde, love you, Bumble Clyde. <laughs> oh, he's happy. Just I take love everything. you. Of course. He loves take you. everything. Take it all. Take everything, Bumble Clyde. <laughs> you know, it's getting crazy. I'm like, Bobby, okay. So we took, I don't know, eight, eight grand. Eight grand. <laughs> I don't know how much money was in the bag. There was a lot of money. How much? We only took eight. Right. How much? 150? Oh, there was probably, uh, if you ask me for my guesstimation, it was about 30,000 kids. Jesus in the Christ. Bag. This is the first day Chickie and I made a movie. 84, 1984. 1985. 85. 85. And it's all, you know, wrapped in bundles of thousands, how they wrap the money in bundles of thousands. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. (laughs) They fold up the thousands, thousands, so he took like eight bundles. We pocketed the money, and looking at this reefer, you can't leave this house with this reefer. Either you got to arrest the guy. So we left the reefer, we left half the money, or more than half the money, and two guns got got confiscated and said to Bobby, this is your lucky day. I'll be back every month. I'll be back every month for $2,000. Were you back every month for $2,000? He he fucking left the country. He left the country. Bitch ass. That's the the last time you saw him. Eight months later, I saw him again, and he saw me, and he ran down the block ah. like he wasn't in town. <laughs> and I didn't want to make a scene out of it, right, so right. I just cut loose. So I said, ah. So, so, Michael, now, now you're really- I mean, dude, you can hang for, for two grand a month? What yeah. the fuck? So, Michael, now you're really in a game. Oh, yeah. It's you're, on. You're, you're, it's you're, on. You're, you're getting your paycheck. Right. From, well, from, from I forget the, the paycheck. And you're most, forgetting your, yeah. your paycheck. You're getting, about, what, about six $600 a month? No, no, no. It, that check that they showed was, week, was a bi weekly check. Yeah, bi weekly check. So you check. get like three something a week? Three and change a week. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so you're making this cash. Yeah. Unreported the whole nine. I, I should have reported it. I might not have went to prison. You, you're buying shit now. You, you, buy, you bought a start condo. Start Mar- to live. Yeah. You, you bought, you, so, well, that's because I, I took the kilo from the Noriega's crew. We, let's get to Nor- that. Let's get to that. Oh. So you're, doing, you, you're finding this money. I'm learning that the streets actually are. Paved with gold. Yes. If you want to be humorous in the world. And then you make this discovery, man. You come across this uh, auto sound. Oh, that's what uh, Baron, but you, you're jumping ahead. Okay. Because, uh, before my, I'm going based on what I saw in him. Yeah, well, the movie's not always, by the way, yeah. accurate. But, okay. but it's not, there's no lies in it. It's just not accurate sometimes. Right. So, so uh, I come across a, a kilo in a house, and uh, that's why you I find hit, a kilo. I hit pay dirt. You remember? If you see, remember the movie? I go, I cut the fucking yeah, yeah, box and open, white, and, and yeah, the powder, white powder flies in here. I yeah. can smell the the uh, that thing was the bazooka smell from the the good shit. Anyway, and ah. uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, pay dirt, and uh, it was Noriega's. Uh, oh, uh, um, Panamanian fucking La, La Compania. No, Noriega, the fucking guy, no- the head Noriega. of the head of uh, the country, Panama. You found his Get shit. The fuck out yeah. of here. So, so how did you hit pay dirt? You kept the kilo? Yeah, we kept the kilo from his, his stash. <laughs> how and much he, was the kilo worth then? About 35000 30, 35, Yeah. A kilo. Right. So we took a kilo out. I went and bought a condo in Myrtle Beach. That's fucking crazy, dude. So you're in the game now. Yeah, it's on. You're in the game. It's on. So then what happens is the word's getting out that the 7-7 seven, seven just is getting hit. Right. Cops are getting arrested. Which is a diff- different precinct. Right. A couple blocks away. Right. And the hood, you know, and that was big news. It's on fire. Seven seven. The hood's on fire. The hood's on fire. The whole fucking north of Brooklyn is ravaged with crack, and the cops are getting burnt out with it. Yeah, keep it real. The cops are going down with the crack because it's all around them. The money's ridiculous. It's a force of nature. The kids are seventeen years old in Benzes and BMWs, and you're twenty three going. My Hyundai just broke down. <laughs> what the fuck? So there's no justification, by the right. way. We're not of here course, to justify but this the actions. But this, but this the is, rea- is how you This is how it is. Right. You're going to work. You're going, this kid's got a gooseneck. 
You know, yeah, yeah. remember the gooseneck yes, e- yes, equalizer? Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. He's got a fifteen thousand dollars system in his hookup right. Jag. A little and, Benzie and, and box. My, and, my, and my Hyundai's is wiggling back and forth. On and and back then, Hyundai's were the worst cars. Well, and that's what I had. Yeah. <laughs> and this, so, was, this was before the big sentencing things, right? So these kids weren't going away for like 10. No, they were going for like... There was for no like, sentencing shit back then. Right. The feds weren't involved right. back then. Very rare. Unless you organized crime back then. Okay. Wise guys would have valid at the end of your name. Maybe the Nicky Bonds type right. guys, but no. Kingpins, but not the street yeah, guys. the street yeah. guys. You don't have to... Street is one thing, but like we say, street. You know, there's a guy in the corner, and there's a guy that runs the corner. Right. You know, that guy was a millionaire. Right. Yeah. In every neighborhood, that guy was a millionaire. Right. Easy. Easy. Crazy. Easy. So, so how do you start working now? For like, so, talk talk about the whole. So we hit the thing with with the Noriega. Yeah. I buy a condo in Myrtle Beach, and then what happens? What's your What's your wife saying? Stop. At the time? Stop. Stop. Please stop. I just want you. I don't want this. But you know, you're a man. You feel like you got to provide. And then you feel the, the the desire to be to go beyond what your parents gave, and you're like, I'm a cop. I'll never be more than my father. He was a fireman, you know. So you have this this insecurity about you know a man needs to provide, yes. you know, and I need my children to have better, and I don't want them to struggle. I had seven kids in my family, you know. Get it now while I can. Get it and, and just you know pray to God you live, right. and, and then maybe retire early. You know, it was just not thinking. You didn't think it through. No one did. And it's, and it's, who would have done it if they thought it through? Right. And hopefully that's a lesson that we course, can share. Of course, right? of course. But um, so, so, so now I get transferred to Coney Island for the summer because the heat's on. Mm-hmm. And my boss is like, we're trying to get rid of me. And they know. And they know it. They know. Oh, they know. They how, called how, me and my partner how in. How do they know? The, the street talks. Right. Street talks. Cops right. talk. Everybody talks. You can't. You can't. You can't. You really, talk you, yeah, you really. You can only do it so long or so intermittently. Oh, so much, right. Intermittently. But if you make a steady job out of it, I mean, we're getting pulled over by captains. You know, what do you guys got? In a, like, they knew. They, they knew. knew. Right. They were following us for a now, long time. And what's amazing is, you know, watching the documentary, you explain that what a good cop is. Is somebody that protects other cops. That's what a good cop is, or that's what you're understanding well, that's, of what a good cop well, was. Well, listen, listen. We can we can go many ways about right. this. Really, what a, what a good cop is is a cop who never puts his partner in jeopardy. Right. That's mm-hmm. what a good cop mm-hmm. is. A real good cop. Right. Right. He never threatens his co-officer's career. Mm-hmm. And this, if you think about it, or never puts his officer's career at and his risk. officer's family at risk right. by doing something foolish. Right. Uh, taking money from a crime scene, from a murder scene. It's easy to take money from a murder scene. Mm-hmm. They're dead. But, 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 and the, but the police department generally doesn't murder people in order to set up a cop. Right. Right. So right. if you see a body in blood falling out the fucking head, <laughs> take what you want. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I learned. So now you're in Coney Island. So I raced all murder scenes. <laughs> so now, 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 now you're in Coney Island. So now I'm in Coney Island and the 7 7 hits. And because uh, this is, by the way, I get sent to Coney Island. The 7 7 hadn't even hit yet. But they knew. they knew. They knew it was coming. They had to get you away. Get down get the this, fuck get away. Get this guy out. Yeah. But I wasn't the only one. There was, yeah. there was a half a dozen yeah. of us. They were moving us all around. trying to. Four or five guys quit the job. My partner in Coney Island, when the 7-7 went down, walked into the precinct, turned his fucking gun and badge in the 6-0 and left and went to Key West. Was that bad? <sighs> he was scared to death. He, yeah. he said, I'm not getting locked up in uniform. I'm out of here. <laughs> fuck. So I stood there by myself. I have a wife. I have a kid. I have mortgages. You were the last man standing. I stood. And I said, uh, I just have to face the music if they get me. Yeah. So I went back to the 7-5, because Coney Island detail is only for five, five months detail. So I sent back to 7-5, and no one would work with me. Nobody would work with me. They thought I was fucking a rat. 
Because all my they part- thought you were a rat. Yeah, because all my partners were gone. Mm. Uh, all, you my still popped, wow. all my buddies were gone. They think I put a wire on. They'll call me Willie. They the, don't know you're the fucking wolf. They Willie the wire. <laughs> they call me every fucking thing. They didn't want to work with me. It was it was horrible. And no one wants that feeling. But I don't care who you are. We're all social beings. No one really wants to feel it. No one wants to work with it. Yeah. So I suffered for a while. But you know what? I said to myself, this is okay. Because I have a, a, a wife and a young child, and I need to get my life in order right. and protect what I have. Right. So, um, so you, you so, try so to... Turn so turn over a new leaf. So you, 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 you determine now... Determine to turn right. over a new leaf. But no one would work with me. Right. Because why? Because now he's too straight. So now they're scared of me. The fuck? So, so you're that guy. You're, you're, you're that guy you just I'm mentioned. the guy that we, you didn't yeah. want to be. Right. Right. No one wants to work with me. And you see how I am. I'm a, so, a social being. Yeah. I, I love talking. I love you know. So what does that mean? Time. You're in the car by yourself now? Or what the fuck does that mean? No one wants to work with me. So I'm getting the choice posts. Vandalia by the weeds. <laughs> strike posts. Oh, shit. Drag, drag strip drag, posts. Stop. Stop. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm catching rain. Right. You know, uh, you know, not that I caught any rain. But, you know, I'm standing in front of construction sites. Yeah. The wind's blowing the dirt yeah. in my eyes. You know, sh- the shit you can get. And then the... Is, so, wait, let me ask you something. Are those, are those details that bad? Like, if yeah, they're so Punishment. Fucking, they're called punishment. But are they really that... Nothing's happening. That's why they're there. Because it's a punishment. Yeah. They, they put you there so they don't have to worry about what you're doing right. Right. Wouldn't, some pe- wouldn't some people be enjoying those posts like I'm good man there's nothing going on right <laughs> when you're a cop you don't want to do nothing yeah, you want to you, you you be you do just like me I'm, I'm, I'm high wired I like yeah, to yeah, be involved yeah. it's you fun I, listen being a cop was the best fucking job in the planet really best back, th- back then every day really? today it is Yeah. it is still how it's just exciting now Kelly the problem is cops get in trouble today now, now Kelly's, Kelly's a marine I was a marine. What? I was a marine. You're always a marine. Would you? Would you agree that that being on the on the on the field it sucks? It's you don't want to do that shit. I got this gun. I got this authority. I want to fuck people up. I don't want to stand here watching this goddamn trash can and doing shit. You want to be? You want to mix it you up? You want to be in the shit? Yeah. That's what you're there for. Otherwise, you, you might as well be you working in the office. You want to let that gun fly? Yeah, you must be in the office somewhere. Well, I want to sit in the Don't do that <laughs> no, no, to her. No. She don't want to no, let no, the gun she, fly. No, she wants to let Maybe the gun. Maybe she does. Right? <laughs> Maybe she does, but, that, but not, not, not in a reckless way. No, no, no. Right. Okay, because no. really, no one, no one. Of course, there's always the one. Right, you know? right, right. But that's not what it's about. You know, I was in the ghetto for for seven of my ten years, right, and. I loved it, man. Right. I never shot or fired my gun. I pulled my gun out 15 times you never, you never fired the gun? Never fired the gun. Yeah. Ever? I pulled it 15 you times You never fired the gun? Not once. That's crazy. Well, I did at birds and shit. Right. <laughs> and, Police and, are different, though. Yeah. yeah, well, we have restraints. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is that you could, you can, and I'm not saying that's kind of crazy based on the uh, shit listen, that you I had doing. guns pulled on me. I you had a you had a hit on you. I had a hit on me by the by some uh, the one, comp- company. company yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So so you so you're back. Fun. You, you, no one's fucking with you at, at, back at the seven seven five. Right. No one works. And then what happens? So what happens is eventually is is Kenny Urell and I get, get put together, forced together. Right. And he did not want to. And he did not want to work with me because not because he thought I was trouble. He didn't want to work with me because he thought he would get in trouble. Right. From internal affairs. Mm. Oh. So his he thing, didn't want the heat. He didn't want the heat. So he says. So finally he agrees. You know what? I'm just going to take this fucking guy to my bodega, get a beer, and see what happens. Right. He says because the worst thing is they'll send me to the farm. And that's what he says in the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is true. Yeah. So we went to this bodega. He got a fucking beer and I got a bump. You know, so what the fuck? <laughs> you know, wow, Kenny, you're really proving something right now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he went and got a beer. I got an eight ball. So what yeah. the fuck? You know, I mean. Which was easy back then I at the bodegas. I, I can get whatever I want. Right. Yeah. So now now you, you 
you're trying to be on a straight and narrow. What changes? But, 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 but for you to have a partnership with someone, you have to be willing to cross the line at right. some point. Right. Because you have to be able to say, look, this is where the line is drawn with right and wrong. So, But if I step over that line, will you protect me? Mm. I'm not saying I'm supposed to step over that line, but if I do, will you? Right. And you have to know that the guy will. And what was that line? That you guys cross that that you cross. Well, first he brought me for a beer. Yeah, okay. Right so, there, so you he, can be okay, you so can you, be terminated if you get caught with a beer on right, duty. Right, right, right. But mostly they'll send you to the farm. Right. But so you're putting your job and your career at risk. Well, listen, let's go to a quick break. Yeah. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, CombatJackShow.com. We got Michael Dowd here, star of the Seven Five uh, documentary. Stay tuned. F your radio, F your TV show, and F your podcast. This one is a scorcher. Hey, yo, Internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is sponsored by Squarespace. Listen, I feel like a hypocrite because I've been talking about the CombatJackShow.com website for months now. We've been inactive, and I feel so bad that we haven't been able to provide you with the full textual context of our content. So I brought in Jonathan Mena here, who's been working hard on rebuilding the new site, and he's been working with Squarespace. Jonathan, how's that experience been with Squarespace? So by the time this episode drops, the site should be up. Like today? Yeah. Holy well, cow. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. But it's been great using Squarespace. It's been super fast. I can add pictures, video. You know, it's going to look real good. It's going to look good if you use it on your laptop. It's going to look good if you use it on your phone. Everywhere, you know, just put it in, combatjackshow.com. It's going to look great. Now, you've had experience building websites with HTML. What's the difference between HTML and Squarespace? Well, you, don't, you know, you don't want to code. You don't want to spend, like, you know, all your time You're coding. a coder? I mean, I, I know a little bit. Holy a little fuck. Bit. A little bit. So really? You don't want to code. You, you know, this is great. It has all the features. The functionality The cool. functionality. If you have a question, it's there. So you glowed up using Squarespace. Of course, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, since you've so experienced with Squarespace, why don't you take us out of here? So go to squarespace.com. Use promo code COMBAT to get 10% off. COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T. Yes. That there you go. To get 10% off your first purchase at Squarespace. Build it beautiful. And now, back to the show. Internets, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, CombatJackShow.com. We got Michael Dowd here from the 75 Documentary. Listen, man, you're talking about the hood. The ghetto is the richest place in the country. You, I never you, saw so much cash in my you, life. You've seen Benzes and Porsches and Corvettes and, and all types car, of cars. That other car, the Rolls. You've seen, you seen Rolls in the 80s and, and Porsches, crazy. 911 Targas, uh, Ferraris. Carreras. Carreras. I've and, seen them all. And, and so you're seeing this. You guys are fucking pay, getting paid like... Like minimum wage, basically. Yeah. All right, let's not um, get too crazy. Close. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and, and then how do you get involved now? How do you start organizing your side gig, man? Who was the Compania? Well, Compania was a, um, was a, was a Baron Perez creation, the mm-hmm. guy who ran Auto Sound City. Mm-hmm. They were a large uh, organization, which I knew nothing about. Right. Okay. I was a patrolman. I knew who was selling on the corner. I didn't know the depths and the and the octopus connection right. that these all these organizations had to each other. You're still pretty naive. You're still pretty innocent. Well, let's 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 go past that. It's right. not the, f- the fact is I don't know the level to which this guy on the corner is connected to some big higher up guy because right. I only know what he's doing today. Right. I don't know who's supplying him, and I don't know the whole network. You don't know what it's. You I know, know the there chain. are networks, right. but I don't know if he's in one right. or he's a solo. Mm-hmm. So it turned out most of them were all connected throughout the whole neighborhood. Right. And there was one 
group called La Compania, who basically, and as if you saw the documentary, Diaz said they were pieces of shit because they did the whole chain from top to bottom with their drugs. Mm. So they wanted all the money, mm. where Diaz would just off, offload kilos and half kilos and stuff like that. So I ended up uh, being offered a position with La Compania for a weekend. And uh, to, to see do production, protection. For protection for the weekend, which is the 4th of July weekend. So I, in my Sumerian intelligence, thought, hmm, 4th of July weekend, most police officers are on details or off or on vacation, as many as possible, and there's a skeleton staff. So they said, we need to know if we can go full bore on 4th of July weekend. So I went, yes, you can for $8,000. $8,000. Right. And they shorted you. And they only gave, they gave us 7300 And you were pissed off. Naturally. You were pissed off because you provided your service. I provided my service and they showed up $700 short. And you said, fuck you. That's so stupid. You can't do that to me because next you'll give me nothing for the same service. Yeah. Okay, now this is what I got to ask you. You come from a decent family. Absolutely. You're a good guy in your heart. Like to be. You're, you're, you're on the front line. You're seeing how everything is going on. Right. Where does this beast come out? That you say to the fucking compañía, I'm going to park my car, right. my blue and white, it was in front of your unnerving. operations right. and shut you motherfuckers down because you shorted me. Right. It was a little unnerving, but I I had to make a stand. You have to, you know, whether it's good or bad, you have to have principle. Right. Okay. You short me a fucking dime, I'm going to be at your store. Right. Not because I want the dime. I didn't want the fucking money. Right. I wanted the respect. Right. Principle. That's and it. you're fucking crossing the line already. I've already done a, what I have ah, to do. Right. I've given my career up for you when you're going right. to short me. Right. So you, you, you shut down the operation right. and they fucking put a hit on you. Yeah. And what do you do, man? Um, well, when they put a hit on me, I was called to Barron's office. He said they put a hit on you. And actually, from what I heard, which I can't verify, the precinct was notified. Someone notified the precinct. They didn't notify me. Right. <laughs> Baron did. <laughs> so anyway. And, um, the precinct didn't tell you. No, Baron did. Baron did. Right. And that day, I went to work, got in a patrol car, and found the fucking guy. And I never met the guy prior, but I knew his car. Because his car had been in Baron's Auto Sound City shop. Right. So you know getting a system hooked right. up into it. It looked like a Porsche, but it was a Renault. Right. With all the fins and the yeah, kits and all that yeah. shit on. You know, yeah. It was a fucking Renault. Because like he was a cheap riders. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was really cheap. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy was making a million dollars a week. Yeah. He was cheap. Yeah. Anyway, so he hooked up this Renault, and he thought he was a badass. And I saw the Renault, and I pulled him over, and we had this showdown in the street. And I said... You know, license registration. He didn't know who the fuck I was. He just thought he was getting pulled over by the police, you know? License registration insurance. And he handed me his papers, and I just took the papers, and I threw them in his lap. I said, you're going to have me fucking killed. And I don't want to go through the whole thing because I say it wrong. Sometimes yeah. I say it differently. And we, I, I challenge him to a Mexican standoff. Let's go. You go one way, I go the other. We turn around, we shoot it out right here, right now. He was like... Are you serious? I was 100% serious. I was hoping he would say no, but right. what am I going to do? You know, I had to take a stand. You know, I probably I might have shot him in the car, but because if he breached for a gun, he was he dead. <laughs> but but really, I said to him, "Let's go." I was I meant it. I meant it. And uh, he just said, We're "I said good. I said call the hit off." No, he didn't say anything. I said call the hit off, or 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 you know who I am and you know where I'll be every fucking day. I got I got my pager went off back then. We had beepers. Yep. My pager went off about twenty minutes later or so, and Baron said, "Come to you know, I want to talk to you." I go to the office. He goes, "The hit's off." And here's your money. Damn. What? That's 700. That's so stupid. Like, you tell me. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, this guy thought he was that bad that he could tell the police, fuck you. Fuck you. Right. Fuck you. And he said, tell Mike here. And, and, I'm, you're with realizing, the, and we're done doing business. And you're realizing so he actually, I'm the fucking danger. I'm the fucking police department. Yeah. yeah I'm me. I, I'm the fucking I'm willing to die right now right, right, right. because I've already given my career up. He owned my career at that moment. Right. He had a choice to make. Right. And I, I said, look, he owns me now. Right. Right. He owns me. So either you fucking pay me or one of us is going down. Oh, and it ain't about being arrested. I mean, you know, it's so immoral. It's horrible. It's, to be it's that, all immoral. You go, smart fucking career choice. Say, I understand <laughs> it, though. Like, you're not $700? You're going to give me 7300 and hold back 700 nah, and, and I'm going to be it's mad ridiculous. about this? <laughs> Stupid. So now, moving forward, uh, uh, Baron. So we're done doing business Done with him. doing business. But I, now I, you I want, forget about him. Right. I don't care. I'm not going to put pressure on right. him. You know, because if I was to put pressure on him, I'd have to actually come at him really, really hard. Right. I and, knew I, and it's war. You don't, yeah, war. I didn't want just, the war. Right. I didn't know where it was going to go. I, we'd all end up in jail. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's just let this go. Right. I'm good. Right. I'm good. How do you get with the, with the Diaz so organization? Then, uh, well, I get to the Diaz organization because Barron really liked the money. Yeah. <laughs> Barron was the middle. Barron was the middle. Barron was the broker. Right. So he says, Mike, hold on. Don't go. Don't get. Don't lose. Don't lose your fucking cool right <laughs> Stay now. Stay focused. I got somebody else Stay coming woke, along. Stay woke, Mike. Yeah. Stay woke. Relax. Let's think this through. So he says, you like the money? Of course I like the money. You know? So we found another guy who was willing to pay. That was Diaz. Angel Diaz. Adam. Adam, Adam Diaz. Adam Diaz. And right. you, you set a meeting with Adam. Right. I th- I, now I knew what was about, so I said, let's take control right off the bat. 24000 just to sit just down. Just to talk. Where the fuck do you come with that money? I, I thought about the salary and what we make on a daily basis or a weekly basis. And I figured this is three months or two months clear for both Kenny and I if we split it down the middle. 12 right. grand each. We cleared about... Uh, probably four months clear, so that would give us some time to get jobs if we got fired. You know, <laughs> did Kenny be? Was Kenny like, "Yo, Mike, that's too much"? No, like Kenny was like this. <laughs> like this what is ki- what Kenny said. Michael, wow. what kind of balls do you have, man, to ask for this amount of money? Well, was that? I, I, I had to, I had to have some balls. Right. I, I mean, it was you see the because what am I going to sell myself for? Because you're risking. What so am much. I worth? Right, right. You knew your worth. I probably should ask for more now. I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> Adam Diaz sits down with you. He gives you twenty four thousand, and then he, he walks in with a gross a brown grocery bag, and hands the ground brown grocery bag to somebody. It was like a it looked like a, I thought it was I thought it was a, a six pack of beer, <laughs> but it was a you know a package of money, and uh, we counted out the money first. It was all there, and we said, okay, let's talk. And uh, I spoke. No one else did. And uh, were you nervous? No. You're in control. I'm the man. I'm the man. Adam says, man, Adam says the minute he met you. He knew you. Were, he knew you were like him. Like him. What, what, what was that, man? Tumbling to How did you become that? Were you always that person? You, um. Or did you become that person? I became that person. You were you not that I mean, person. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm one of seven kids. I'm right. a middle child. Okay. You have to have some bearing in the family. When you middle have that middle children are, are trouble, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> trouble or not, but right. I needed, I was the leader in my family. Right. So and I didn't necessarily. So you were always a wolf. You just didn't know. There you go. Right. And then now you're in an environment where your wolf is being trained and I'm trained. And I got a gun. I got a badge. Uh, fuck! I'm God. Right. I could do whatever the fuck I want. So so you offer your services protection. Right. It was mainly protection, right? It's uh, basically call it protection, but basically give us information for pretending potential drug hits. Drug hits. Right. So watch us. Watch us. Let us know if you see something that can 
prevent us from getting hit. And sure enough, about two weeks later, I found uh, they were on him. It was, they, were, uh, they was already in him. When I signed on with them, they were already in his organization. He didn't know it. Eight, wow. grand, eight grand a week, right? Eight thousand a week. Eight grand a week, and you're getting it. Yeah. And you proved yourself by protecting him from day, second week, third week into it. I took a bust off their hands for about about eight hundred thousand. They would have lost that day. Jesus. So so Diaz loves you. Loves me. What you now? Got? I tell him you're going to do things my way, or I'm not going to work with you. So now you start. So at, now I take control of how he runs his operation. Like what is what are the things that you get implement? the benzes out of there? Get right. the gold chains out of here. Flashy. They, they can't be coming in with the fucking teeth and your name on your teeth. <laughs> you can't be doing that. None shit. None of that ghetto you shit. You can't do it. Right. That inward. You can't. Shit. You can't come in. You have to have a livery, a livery car drop you off and pick you up because you can't get pulled over. Then how how is is he is he complying with these? Right away. Clean. Immediately. Wow. Then so I, you're like I, a lieutenant in this. Yeah, I made, I made him move his fucking operation to a different location because this one now, he just got, God. they fucking hit it with yeah. dogs and flea bags. And they got nothing, but they hit it. They hit it. Yeah. But but you're not listening to your own advice because now you have a red Corvette. You, wow. You're driving around. You're driving to the I was looking to get caught. Yeah. I was done. Were you? I was done. But were you done? Yeah. I was done. I was tired. I, was, I didn't want to do this anymore. I wanted to be a regular drug dealer. Right. You don't want to be a cop anymore. No. So you, but I like the pension possibilities. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, so you were. You, I, I like the pension and the, and the, and the medical benefits. What the fuck? <laughs> the best part. Simple enough. <laughs> best part of the movie is when you were being um, when, when you were under testimony, right? And they asked you when you woke up every day, were you a cop or were you a drug dealer? And there's that hesitation, like you're trying to figure out. He like, talked to his lawyer. What did he tell you to <laughs> what, say? What, what'd you he say said, to your lawyer? I said, well, I felt like both. He goes, well, say both. Right. <laughs> but, but, really, both. <laughs> but, but, but really, you felt like a drug dealer. I feel like a fucking wise guy. Right. Yeah. And you like that feeling. You know, sometimes it fits well. Right. I, I played the role for so long at this point, you know, uh, that, uh, and I say so long, you know, uh, by the time I was in the commission hearings, Adam was a distant Memory, but I, I had run run my own operation. Right, after right. That. You were running your own shit. Yeah, team. I right. mean, I ran the street. I ran everything yeah. at that point. One of I, the th- I thought I was God. But Adam starts. Because they didn't fucking arrest me. A- Adam has you now doing robberies. Sort of, yeah. More like shakedowns. Shakedowns. To, like, like, like Just to ro- put pressure on right. his uh, competition. And, and We didn't got- have to come out with anything. Right. It was more about letting them know Intimidation. why we're there. We're there because you're fucking playing with the prices of the drugs in the neighborhood. You're making our guy make less money. He makes less. We make less. Stop the shit. But you guys are real organized in, in, your, in your... Well, I got, we got a whole group of guys right. working with. And you guys are using police tactics. Of course. That's what we trained to do. Kelly, you saw how they were doing. Was, was their shit tight? Police different than what we did. Yeah, right. They, they were under way more restrictions than, yeah, than yeah. us. These guys come right. in. These guys can come in. But, but they were yeah. neat, though. They, they were... They, I, you, you guys were neat. Was not messy. No, we um, no because what we would do is I'd be in uniform, working, and I'd have the other guys rolling in plain clothes. Right. Uh-huh. So I had I had the back door covered. Uh-huh. This is fascinating, man. Now, <laughs> so, now, while, sorry to be so. Glib. While, while all of this is going on, what's going on at home? Oh, <laughs> destruction! Right, destruction. Divorce, yeah. like, like, oh, yeah, pending every day because she couldn't, the papers you, are on because the desk your lady one. couldn't take it, or what? She just didn't know if I was gonna come home or not, right. if I was banging somebody right. else, you know. It just, and you were getting high now, nah, I was losing it, right? I right. was just, I was just in it. Were you getting more reckless because of what was going on at home, also? Reckless at work, yeah, I didn't care. You didn't care, I didn't care, you didn't care, I didn't care. If I died, okay, I got a good life insurance, 
Like I, I doubled and tripled my life insurance policies. Huh. I didn't wear a bulletproof vest. You know? Really? Oh yeah. No, I was like, if you saw, you know, I was like a meat hare. I was a meat hawk. You know, I wasn't a big guy, but I was muscular. Yeah, you, you're, you're strong, exactly. Stacked, and yeah. I, and I sort of used that in an intimidating way because you see, the cops have got this big square fucking thing on. Yeah. They don't know what they look like or whatever. And I would just like, this is who I am. I don't button my shirt down to my right. navel. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> eventually, your, your your prayers are answered. Your partner flips on you, right? <laughs> Is that a prayer? <laughs> I mean, no, you, you want. I was already arrested. No, 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 no. He flips later. After so, so you got a. I get a. We get arrested because Kenny Urell and his organization were under investigation. Right. He called me up one day. He needed a piece. I could get him a half a brick or something. I did. I hadn't. He had been retired for three years already. He hadn't worked with me for three years. Right. People don't know this from the documentary. Wow, they no. think he was sitting in the car with me. Yeah. He was retired at home for three years on a three-quarter disability pension for the rest of his life. He got bored. He got involved in drugs because he heard about drugs. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And uh, he ended up calling me up for a brick one day or half a brick, whatever the fuck it was. And I got it to him. And uh, when I dropped it off or on my way there, I said, your house is under surveillance. And he said to me, you're crazy. They've always been watching you. I said, all right, maybe he's right. And I left, and then we did a couple more dealings, and he tried to introduce me to somebody, and I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh I don't trust this. This is not working out. Right. I don't want to know anybody new. This is not what I do. I have my own little thing. Thank you very much. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, I came back from the Cayman Islands. I was on vacation uh, trying to make uh, up with my wife. I took her- Unsuccessfully. <laughs> well, for the moment, it worked. <laughs> for about an hour. And uh, we spent a couple of days in the Cayman Islands. I came back all suntanned and ready to rock and roll and start a fresh new uh, stint at uh, the 9-4 precinct. And uh, we get called uh, back to the pre station house one day right after Rodney King riots broke oh, out in LA oh, and um, we actually we were on Rodney King riot duty they called it because they didn't here? want yeah, yes yeah we were but they because put, they didn't know they if, didn't know what was going to break out here oh. but the reality was in our case was they wanted because we were the senior men on patrol you don't do that to senior men you put the rookies on it but we were under investigation and the NYPD knew it and they didn't want us handling any jobs mm. because they didn't want to knowing that there was a pending arrest possible they didn't want us to be involved in any kind of uh, arresting situations because, you know, the, well, NYPD, what did you do? You let these two officers who were about to be arrested make arrests or get involved in shootings and shit like it that? So they everything. Right. Yeah. So they pulled us back, put us on these weird assignments, but we didn't know this. Right. And then we get called into the station house. We get marched down to Left Rack City and then walk Suffolk County PD. We place us under arrest. Out on bail. Kenny Urell decides to cooperate with the federal government, and the whole Megilla starts from there. He puts a wire on, and he starts enhancing things, you know, following their orders on what he wants, to, you know, to make me look worse than I was and get involved in some kidnapping slash execution of a woman that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. So. How painful is that, man? That's the worst. Well, there's two things that bother me most. One was the woman that I took a couple hundred dollars from because I had to prove myself to Kenny. Uh, she didn't deserve that. And uh, and then this thing at the end there where uh, this is allegedly a Dominican kingpin's wife. By the way, did she ever get arrested for the five kilos or six kilos or 10 kilos in her house and the 800,000 in cash? Yeah. I don't think so. Right. Amazing. Um, because maybe she didn't really exist, but I don't know. Mm. But maybe she did because some people say she did. Right. Um, but the fact is, conveniently, she showed up at my door front almost when I needed a half a million dollars. Mm. But you know what? I was 
dumb and, and anxious and I needed to leave the country and they were able to convince me to get involved in this quote unquote kidnapping quote unquote kidnapping execution right. and and then well, I didn't get charged with that though oh, thank God um, so yeah so it bothers me you, yeah you seem like you was on to him though in the in the I was on to him the whole time I kept asking him are you wearing a wire are you wearing a wire are you wearing a wire come on in other words just let me know right oh how about this partner you love me tell me Mike don't do it right. Mike we're setting you up I mean I'm trying to save my ass, but don't do this to yourself. I'm putting you in deeper. Please don't. Right. Give me a hint. Let me know. Right. Like it's over, dude. Don't push me into the coals. For Christ's sakes, it's fucking hot in there. Yeah. Whatever. So there's some, you know, lingering feelings about that. And that's really my only contention with him on that. I, I'm not mad what he did. You know, you understand. he saved his family. I spent a lot of time in prison. I understand. Right. It happened. And you lost your family. I lost everything. Right. Thankfully, my children came back to me. Right. 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 You know, and my family still, you know, immediate family still supports me and loves me. You know, mom's not too happy, but mom's <laughs> never happy. You know? When shit hit the fan, man, you were a stand-up guy. You didn't rat on anybody. You know, absolutely. You didn't th- rat on anybody. No. What happened was this. I decided that um, I went to the commission hearings. When I went to the commission hearings, they had a list of names uh, that were on tape recordings between Kenny and I. So let me explain something to you about people don't know. In order for you to take a plea agreement with anybody, you have to divulge everything you know from your past. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, your plea is not good. Mm -hmm. Because they can always come back and charge you with anything that's in that plea agreement. So... Were there things that I agreed that happened with other people? Absolutely. You have to acquiesce to certain things. Otherwise, your plea is not acceptable. But that being said, I also said I will never testify or not willing to testify or implicate anybody in any crimes where they get in trouble or they get uh, prosecuted. So initially, they weren't willing to accept my plea. Mm -hmm. But the Marlin Commission ended up convincing people in the federal government that we need his testimony before the commission so can so, we, so we can get a look at what's really so going we on? can figure out the and dowd's that? willing to train us on how to catch him so and people like uh, well him. right they already i'm already caught yeah, yeah. yeah. well you're the worst of the worst so. right so now quote unquote, quote unquote. Yeah. so now you have uh i get arrested i do my start my bit and I cooperate with the Marlin Commission, and I testify before the commission, let's say, I could, I, the date could be wrong, September 21st, let's say, I don't know. September 22nd, they lock up half the 30th precinct, called the Dirty 30. Mm. And who locked them up was not the NYPD, it was the Marlin Commission had police powers to make this arrest. So they locked up like 27 or 30 guys from the Dirty 30. Did they blame me for that, man? Of course they did. Yeah. They knew I didn't know anybody. Right. I knew nobody. I never worked with them, didn't yeah. know what so they, they did. Couldn't really... So I didn't do anything right. to them. I didn't know them. Right. But what it is, I gave them a model on how to catch me. Right. So some people said, oh, that's fucking rat. And I said, look, 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 look. I, 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 this I don't is, know you. I don't know you. I, 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 you, you. You had a choice. When I got arrested two, a year and a half ago, you should have made a, a decision. I didn't sell you. I, I sold a game. I, you you got to understand something. You need to make a choice. Right. Your You're life. stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get shining a light, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, the light's here and it's coming. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's bad. And, you know, at that time, you had Mike McAleer 
Mercury, from the New York Post, Daily News. He actually did three newspapers. And every fucking week he was writing like horrible articles about me. There was over 347 articles written about me in one year. How did you not fucking buy it and lose it, man? I guess my mom and dad, you know, they just, uh, they taught us to take responsibility for your own actions. And you look fucking cool, though. You looked annoyed, but you look fucking cool during that whole... Had the fresh cut. Like, the commission. You look, you <laughs> look, you look I annoyed. I noticed. I noticed. You had the fresh that was paper. One of, you that look was... annoyed as fuck, but you, like, you were still cool. Well, because you know what? I, I really was surprised at the way they were attacking me. These these motherfuckers, I trained them how to catch me. Right. And now they're questioning me in the Marlin Commission Ain't hearings like, the like I'm the low-life scumbag. Right. I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're coming after me, like, right. especially that woman the way she fucking went yeah. after me. You do 12 years. And Mr. Dowd! <laughs> like, holy shit. You get sentenced to 12 years. I, did, I knew things changed when <laughs> I was sitting on <laughs> 12 years. No, I was sentenced to 14. 14. Right. So or, I, are you, you 12 did, five. Did you feel lucky that you didn't no, get No, I was pissed. <laughs> I thought I should go home. I mean, that, <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> Couldn't they have listen, given listen. you more for all the shit that you did, though? Listen, listen. Or, let's, let's be real. Yeah. No. They could not have given me more. She had the authority to give me more, right. but my guidelines, and people don't understand about the federal system, you have a set of guidelines. Mm -hmm. My guidelines were enhanced because I was a cop. Right. Yeah. I actually served three years for a gun that I took from Marky D from the Fat Boys. Right. Yeah. Tell us about that. It's a long story, long story short. A rookie cop and I are working together because no one will work with me. I said to the kid, you want a gun collar? He says, yeah, because he's a rookie. They all want gun collars, right? I mean, you know, out there. Wow, I got a gun. How do you know he's got a gun? I said, he's got a gun. <laughs> so he goes, how do you know? I go, he's got a gun. You want it? Yeah, because I don't want no collars. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I'm off the radar. Right. I don't, no one to fucking know me, but I know this guy's got a gun in that bag. You want it? He goes, yeah. We go inside the store. It's a, a Arab-owned uh, bodega on, on, on Sutter Avenue by Crystal. Anyway, so I go into the, I go into the bodega, and there's this big, heavy-set, medium-skinned Spanish guy. And fuck, it's uh, Marky D from the Fat Boys. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. Right. I, I don't know him. So, Wait, this the light skin one. Yeah, okay. yeah, me. The, the one medium. that went on the to curly make, hair. The one that yeah, yeah, went yeah. on to make millions of dollars right. as a and big the movie. Oh yeah, no, okay. no, he's doing good. Yeah. God bless okay. him. Anyways, but this is the beginning of his career. So he gets out of his he gets out of his Cadillac with with the fin in the back. Yeah. Those, those fins in the back of the yeah. Cadillac. So he gets out of the back like he's like some fucking hot shot. I guess he was. Anyway, so I don't know him. So the so, Fat Boys were already popping. It. Yeah, no, they were they was they were they were they were dealing. Yeah. They were hot, man. Yeah. Fat I can tell you all about those. You can eat. Holy shit! Were they doing movies yet? No, 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 no. No, they they were doing little the records and the shows. They, they were doing the house shit. Right, right, They're right. doing house parties. Okay, still local. We used to take their cash. Really, the <laughs> fat boys. <laughs> used to shake down the fat boys because yeah, they would they would they would leave the, like bag, they had bags of singles. <laughs> Fuck, they had, and this is legal money. They, yeah, oh, they had bags of singles. You're, you're foul. No, no, we didn't know. <laughs> right. We didn't know because the whole the game was the same. It was right. the drug game. It was the rap yeah, game. It was right. all the same. Yeah, I ain't yeah, gonna lie. What do we know? We know. What the fuck do we know? We were cops. Yeah. They were like, oh my god, this got drugs. Money and people. So, so you see him coming. You Bags see, of fucking money in the house. It was fuck. crazy. So, you, so, so anyway, so Marco, Marco got their show I don't know money. This, I don't. <laughs> we didn't take it off. It was fucking singles. There was stuffing down their, 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 their g strings. Anyway, oh, so, so in comes. Uh, I go into the bodega and I, I see him standing there, and I, I got this kid behind me, and I don't see the bag. It was like it was a man bag. It was, yeah. a, it was a nice little man bag. Little had, you know. <laughs> Merce, right, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Whatever. Back then, it wasn't a fanny pack. Yeah, right? it, was it, was a, it was a fanny pack in your hand. So it was like a yeah, yeah, okay. So I go, where's the bag? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I was slick. I go, I said, but they go, and I says, if the bag is behind your counter and there's a gun in it, you're going to prison. 
Nope. Dribble dagger right. on <laughs> No problem. Up come the bag. <laughs> right. I go, okay, open it up. And there's this little fucking two-shot Derringer in it. And lots of cash. I'm scared. I don't want to do nothing wrong. Right. I, I, I've been in trouble. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm being good. I said, the kid, you want the collar? Yeah, I'll take the collar. So the guy... Standing there, he goes, I'm Hockey D from the Fat Boys. I don't know fucking Fat Boys, skinny boy. I don't know who the fuck you are. Fucking rapper. Right? Yeah, I don't give I don't know what the fuck is. Who is? Who the fuck is this? So, I mean, I had an idea, but I don't know who he is. Right. So the kid I'm standing with goes, I know him. He says, his brother's a cop in the 9-0 precinct. Oh, shit. <laughs> he says, and I, know, I work with his brother. This is from Rookie Kid, so I go... What are you telling me? He goes, ah, do we have to arrest him? I said, we don't have to do anything. So Marky D steps up and says, can I get my gun back? I said, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, easy, <laughs> he easy. Goes, yeah, it, easy, bro. Easy. He, goes, he goes, well, what do you want? He's just trying to, trying to hand me money and shit. He's got a knot in there. I'm, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want your money, but it's skinny now. It's rookie. Now I'm scared. I got this rookie yeah. telling me you don't want to make the gun collar. What rookie doesn't want to make a gun collar? Set up. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So I go, all right, listen. You can't get your gun back. And no, I don't want any of your fucking money, although I do. Mm-hmm. And so the kid goes, well, what do we do? The rookie. I go, I got this. So he goes, why? Well, I says, you never saw anything. I put the gun in my pocket. Mm. I got enhanced and spent three years in prison for Marky D's gun. For Marky D's gun. Yeah. My prison sentence was enhanced by That's two, fucking three crazy. Three years for that fucking Have gun. Have you ever seen him since, man? Have you seen him? You since? think he'd shout, shout out? Oh, yeah, you know? I know, right? Do a record. <laughs> of, do something. That's crazy. Yeah, how was doing time, man, as, as a cop? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, really? Yeah, really? It was because yeah. it was a fed. It was joyous. Really, the why? the fuck out of here. What do you mean? I'm like, about to say, that don't sound right. Fun. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, there was lights and sirens go off when I walked in a tear. Wah, 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 the fucking inmates are fucking, the cops here, wah, wah, you know, the fucking, woo, 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 woo. Did you have to fucking bust some ass? I just had to stand tall like right. I do everywhere I go. Right, 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 right. Every day? Every day. Every day. Every day. Jeez. And they were after you, huh? They were just hawking me the whole time. They Did you become- fucking me constantly, and I just, I just look at them. What, do, like who'd you hang out with, man? Did you hang you out? Watch this. I just look at them right like this. Who'd you hang out with, man? Did Myself. you you didn't become like Muslim or Jewish or <laughs> Aryan? Like the Aryan like nation? Blood? Like who do you hang no. out with? No one, Na- hangs. No one hangs out with no, a cop. No, no one. So you were lonely, man. Well, there's always the strange birds. Right. You know, they flocked. Yeah. <laughs> they flocked strength. Right. And uh, the biggest compliment to me in prison was by some Boston wise guy I talk about. Well, he wasn't even a wise guy, but he was Boston. And all Boston guys in prison are solid. They're known to be solid. He came up to me one day and said, I thought I was a man till I met you. I said, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> he says, I know you don't. He says, but I know you. I said, well, how do you know me? He says, you walk this fucking place by yourself and you don't give a fuck. Mm. He said, and, and, and he says, I want to say hello to you and talk to you. He, told, he caught me in the bathroom, like the other guy caught me in the bathroom. And uh, he says, but, but, but I can't, I, I'm not man enough to stop and talk to you in front of other people. He says, because I don't want them to judge me. Right. Yeah. He said, so I thought I was a man until I met you. That's crazy. So I'm like, all right, well, listen, sometimes you just got to carry shit and just do it. No, I started out in PC because... Uh, I was first arrested, and I was in Manhattan. They didn't know what was going to happen. Right. But I was in there for like nine months in, in solitary. And then but finally, how crazy is solitary? Oh, man. it's horrible. So finally, well, you get used to anything. So finally, I told them one day, I said, get me the fuck out of here. I'm going to hang myself. And that afternoon, they got me out. I got you put, out. Put me in general pop. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Anything but I'm solitary. doing 600 push-ups a day. Yeah. I'm ripped. 
I can handle myself. You want to want to do war? Let's go. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. I'm not going to stay in a fucking... I'm saying to myself, I'm, I don't know how long I'm going to get. I'm going to get 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I don't know. I got to be ready to rock. So let's go. Bring it now. Bring it early. Bring it hard. Because the sooner you make your name, the sooner they leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I never had to fucking actually hit anybody. Ever. Ever. I mean, I met people. Right. Ah, oh, no, it's cool. You know. And then one time, a guy fucking pulled a knife on me. And that was the best day of my life in prison. But it's very odd. Uh, I don't know, he didn't like the way I clapped my hands during Friends. You know, when they do, when the Friends, when Friends comes on, they go. <laughs> anyway, so I. He, he, it, it pissed him it off. Pissed him off. Yeah, I said, dude, I'm doing this. For oh, two, is he crazy? I said, I'm doing this for two fucking years. You just got here last week. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I don't like it. You need to stop. I said, you need to fucking move. <laughs> I mean, you know who the fuck I am. <laughs> I'm doing fucking 160 pull pull-ups a day on the bar over here, dude. Okay, one hand is two hand is backwards forwards. You're gonna tell me I gotta move? No, I ain't moving. So uh, the next day he says, hey, I want to talk to you because in prison you confront every issue right away. Don't let it rest. Don't let it rest. So I go up to his room. I go, What's up? He goes, Come on, I want to talk to you. I don't want anybody out around to see us talking. You know, we discuss this thing. I said, I trust it. See, I trust first, which right. is sometimes weak of me. I shouldn't necessarily do it, but that's my character. Right. I trust first. He comes in, closes the door behind me. He's got a monster standing by the fucking door. Shit. Outside, not in. Yes, and he pulls out a fucking... I, I, I saw him there, but I didn't... I thought he was there to make sure if anything went bad that he could break it up. Right. Like for his friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know I'm going to fucking wreck this guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to wreck this guy. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Right. Either that or just die trying. I don't give a fuck. Right. So I see him there. He knows me, but you know, he's six foot eight, this motherfucker. Jeez. He's six eight, two, uh, 450. Right. So he, he, you know, he just go like this and knock you over. So me and this guy, Redbone, we go inside the room. And That's so fucking. <laughs> Redbone goes, uh, he, pulls, he pulls out a fucking shank. And I look at him and I go, oh boy, I don't say this out loud, oh boy, you're going to die. That was your attitude. That's all I thought. Yeah. He's going to die. Yeah. He's going to die in his own cell, but his own What happened life. to Redbone? Redbone was shaking so much. He goes, don't, don't tell anybody. I didn't, I pulled a knife, it didn't stick you. Oh, what? he didn't do shit. <laughs> he didn't do nothing. Because I, I, I mean, I, you know, it was the most peaceful moment. Everything slowed down. The whole world yeah, slowed slow. down. And I said, I, see. I got you. You don't know this, but I got you. He knew. Maybe he, he, he was knew. scared. He must have known. He knew. Yeah. He must have known. Yeah. Because I was going to get him. Yeah. And so I said, well, you're the boss. What you want to do? I mean, you got the knife. You're the boss. Yeah, yeah, right? the boss. Right, right. You're the boss, right? So he goes, well, don't you tell nobody I didn't stick you. I said, well, I ain't going to say nothing. And I'm don't like this, trying to get out the room like this right now. But the whole time, looking, keeping my eye on the knife, yeah, 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 knowing yeah. that I may have to, you know, Make a move, right. snap him, yeah. break his arm, break his fucking head. I don't give a fuck. I was coming out. So afterwards, man, were you and Redbone cool? Um, Redbone says, don't you tell nobody and stick you. I never told anybody. And we just were respectful. And that was it. And I, I went home about eight months later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine, I did all my fucking time. And eight months before I'm ready to go home, uh, I'm, uh, a guy pulls a knife on me. You get home, man. How different is the world? I, I want to go back. You want to go back? Not now. Oh, back I'm then. Good I'm, then. Good. When, when I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. What, what year was it when you got home? Uh, 2004. 2004. Oh. Yeah. They had phones and everything. It's all I didn't different. Know what the fuck you didn't know what the fuck. You really wanted to go didn't back. didn't know what it was. There was a lot going on. The whole world changed. and being Nobody a, wanted to touch you. I couldn't get a job. I still still can't get a job half the time. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. You became like a, what, you got a certificate in, in air conditioning? Yeah, I did. I did. 
Yeah, I, and people still didn't want to fucking hire you. Right. Uh, yeah. Was, I'm five, six years now with a certification. I've gotten a couple small time jobs. From well, it. How how do you survive? Um, I'm I, I'm 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 a carpenter. I yeah. do I do uh, business. You know, like that. I I'll, I'll do your house for your kitchens, baths. You know, so yeah, I can earn a living. You know, and just, then. How did the documentary happen? You said your son, it's all because of your son. How? No, no, no. The documentary not itself, but right. no, it's the it's 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 the continuation of the success of the documentary okay. in all these these um, sh- uh, appearances. They call you about the documentary. They call me about the documentary. I tell them, "Fuck you! You have no idea what you're talking about." And then they came out to see me, and I told them what to do, and they listened. And you got this wonderful documentary because, you know, I know it. I knew what it would be. They wanted to do a, uh, an informational documentary about the Marlin Commission. I said, not That's, happening. No one even knows what the Marlin <laughs> Commission get is. I said, Adam you need Diaz. to get a story about the boys. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he's like, who's the boys? I said, bing, 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 bing. And this, and he's like, okay. <laughs> and he fell right in. The guy was great. Tiller Russell was fucking great. And uh, he learned us quick. He's been around a bit. He's no, he, was no, he was no schmuck, you know. He got it. He yeah. got it quick. Of course, he called his producers. Producers fucked out. He doesn't know. And then now his producers saying the best move they ever made. So, and he's the guy in charge of uh, Undercover Boss, the show Undercover mm-hmm. Boss. Yep. His producer oh, run, yeah, yeah. runs that, Eli, sure. Eli Holzman. Yeah. Are you surprised with the, with, the, with the success of the documentary? <gasps> no. No. You knew? I knew. Yeah. No, I knew. How's your life changed? That what happened was they fucked up the How release of the documentary. So? They didn't promote it. Uh, so that's why you But see, it's still a lot of word of it's, it's The buzz is big, word well, of mouth. It's because of my son. Right. My How son, so? my son uh, took me, put me on Twitter. He put me on Instagram. He took control of the whole situation and you know, put me in the right media places. I mean, he's really pretty good at it. He, he was a marketing major up in... Uh, up in Northeastern. And now he's marketing you. And now he's marketing me. So right. he's working on it. He's, he's doing a pretty good job, I think. And things are rolling in now? You know what it is? Uh, financially, not necessarily, but, but opportunities. opportunities and uh, 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 there. I, I'm actually considering starting my own podcast business. Um, Talk to me, man, because we have an amazing, well, amazing I'm, I'm, network. We, we, I'm, I'm open to yeah. suggestions. I have uh, some very high-profile people that mm-hmm. are interested in working with me. Nice. Out in L.A., Joey Coco Diaz. Mm-hmm. Audie Lang's even offered me some mm-hmm. spots. Um, right now, you just came up with one. Uh, in Florida, there's a crazy cop, John Cardillo. He wants me to do a good cop, bad cop show with him. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a lot. And, you know, in this business, as you do, a lot of stuff, you wait for it to happen. Yes. You know, and, and you, you're waiting for a payday. You know, Japanese people are chasing me now, which is a lot of fun. That's nice. Yeah. Are you going out there? Are you going to Japan? Oh, I just did a little something with them today. Nice. That's why today when I saw you, I was yeah, a little, yeah. a little yeah, exhausted. Yeah. Nice, I, nice, I spent nice. five hours with the Japs yeah, today, yeah, yeah. Which, are, which are great people. I hope I'm not saying anything wrong. No, They're wonderful. Not, they didn't give you any of those energy drinks? Energy <laughs> drinks? I, didn't need, I don't need them. <laughs> I get going. I get yeah. going, you know. Um. So who's going to play you in the movie, man? Well, you know, like I said earlier, I think the talking Tom Hardy, uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg actually threatened. Holy fuck. Wahlberg actually threatened my producer that no one in Hollywood could do it but him. Holy! This fuck. is like this is this is when I went to London. I uh, went to Edinburgh Film Festival in the summer, uh-huh. and my Eli Eli Holzman was there with me. He said, "You know, uh, Marky Mark uh, called me to his fucking mansion, The Empire. What was the, the what's that that, that show?" Um. The show they do... Entourage. Entourage. Entourage the Entourage yeah. house. That's his house. Yeah. Yeah, he called me to the basement of the house, and he told me, it's me or nobody, so they had a This little, is really uh, fucking happening. No, it really did happen, yeah. Yeah. No, that's for real. I'm not, I don't make nothing... I don't have no reason to make anything up. 
Are people mad at you? Yes. Do they think that you're glorifying all this? Some of them do. Yeah. But you know what? The real people love it because it's not the glorification. It's an error that a lot of people don't respect and don't understand what people came through. And that's what I want people to understand is that the crack error affected the world. Yes, it did. And people have no idea because it's gone. Like crack destroyed people it destroyed, yes. a destroyed whole generations. Fucking generations. generations a whole fucking era of people is yeah. missing an entire yeah. decade you know you know one in five is a good number that survived it and, yeah. and, and the police force that was on a, my block out of the kids the, the guys it's one of three yeah but, but that's what i'm saying it's just an amazing I mean, yeah. number three of us and you had three, a good block three no you no, had no, good, no 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 i was on lincoln and troy all right but, it was working well, class were, until that crack well that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying devastating but what about the neighborhoods that weren't working class till right, the crack hit right they're fucking gone, gone. they're gone. Yeah. gone right the whole block's gone yeah, yeah. yeah and it is what it is so any any regrets man of course, there's regrets. I, 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 you know, I lost everything in my life. I, uh, I'm fortunate though to have the opportunity to regain what I can. Uh, I hurt a lot of people along the way, although maybe not necessarily knowingly or unwittingly, uh, did so. You know, I had a wife, I had children. They didn't have a father. I never raised any children myself. You know, thank God, maybe. Um, you know, there's always grandkids. <laughs> I'm trying, still trying to raise me. I told my, I told my yeah, yeah, children, yeah. I'm still trying to raise yeah, myself. Yeah. Can you just don't rush me? Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of regrets, but you know what it is? I, I try to keep a positive spin on things, and I try to keep a lot of humor in my life. So while you sometimes see me like giggly and laughy, it's sometimes a nervous reaction right, right, yeah. to, to things I've done. So I'm not happy about what I did. I deserve the punishment that I got. I don't think I deserved more, and I don't think I should continue to be pushed and stepped on for it. I'm now started a cigar business with Adam Diaz. Congratulations uh, with Adam Diaz. Yeah, Adam. Adam. Adam's <laughs> Adam still from the Dominican yo, he's, Republic. He's fucking amazing. They deported him, right? Yo, yeah. that dude is a character. They, he is. So, he so, so he's gonna. You, so Adam and I are involved in the cigar. I was in the Dominican Republic. To, uh, yo, that's a, a fucking <laughs> sitcom right there. I was in the DR with Adam about a month ago, and we started a. a Tobacco, uh, a, a cigar company called the Seven Five, and <laughs> it's uh, called the Seven Five. Yes, and it's actually do it, do the it. fucking balls. It's, it's, on in, you it's guys. in Miami. Do it's it. hit the the, the 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 cigars are in Miami right now. There's a couple of companies that I'm speaking with uh, that are going to try to start distributing them somewhere on Long Island. I think Long Island Tobacco Company. And there's an, in Runcomer. There's a company in Patchog that uh, maybe later on we can add a few names for me because they slipped my mind right now. Uh, and there's a, there's a young rap star that I sent you the message yeah 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 yeah. Uh, he wants to do a record with you he, for the not, I don't know if he's a rapper I think he's more of a hip hop kid okay I'm I, not I didn't know his sure. name I didn't know his yeah. name he has about 10,000 followers and he's doing he wants to do a song with, with, that includes me smoking this cigar and talking about the crack era and the 7-5 sort of movie slash era yeah. so he's working on it okay. and uh Make sure it's hot though. Don't don't no 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 no. It has to be it has to be rogue as fuck. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not shitting on you, man. But no struggle rap. No 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 no. Listen, everybody deserves a shot. I didn't say he had the job. I didn't say he had the job. I said we'll see what you got. So 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 if 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 Marky D stepped in, am I gonna tell him no? Yeah yeah yeah. Maybe he's got some kid that it can spin it. D, you better reach out and get the cigar money, man. Listen, man, we could talk about this shit. Oh, this is crazy. All night. This is how I roll. Um, but it's an amazing story. I'm really happy to have been a part of this show. And you look great, man. You've been you still still doing pull ups? Not really. Yeah, not really. You let yourself go. Let yourself go. But I have actually I'm injured right now. If you notice, I have a hard time turning. I have two of my discs in my neck are blown out. I lifted something at work, and so there's some things going on in court and stuff. But you know, I'm surviving. Good you for know. you. Man. I have a good support system good behind for you. me. Yeah, I'm with a woman that really takes good care of me. 
you know, I'm on the scholarship program there, and uh, <laughs> and uh, my family's very supportive as good. well. Good, good for you, man. So I'm okay. Yo, please you know? tell your son that I that I thank him for retweeting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's Michael. a smart kid, yeah. man. He's a smart motherfucker. What's yeah. his name? Michael. Michael, what's yeah. up, Michael? Shout yeah. out to Michael. Yeah, he's really. Well, good. listen, Mike. Thanks again for coming. To I'm, the I'm show, happy man. I did. Great I'm story. glad that I did. This, this one. They got to see the seven five. It's just so yeah, good. Internet. Uh, people have seen it fifteen times. Showtime on demand. Let me, oh, I watched it oh, twice. I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah. I'm on the train today. Coming yeah. here. They were subway. Yeah. I'm sitting on the subway. Next to some cute little blonde and a woman across from me, Spanish woman in her forties, looks at me and goes, "I know you." <laughs> I looked at her like, "Oh no." She yeah. goes, "I was talking about you this morning to my husband." <laughs> I go, "Well, let's take a picture." She goes, "She's next to me, selfie." She goes, "She goes, she goes, nice to meet you." I said, "It's all good." I said, "I'm going to do a show right now with Combat there Jack." There you go. There you go, man. Listen, and then, she didn't say your name, my yeah, name, yeah, nothing. Yeah. She was cool. That's she dope, goes, man. "I know you." I'm That's like, dope, "This man. is this is great." Listen, but I go to Starbucks in my neighborhood, and a lot of people there know. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Okay. They seek me out now. Yeah, so yeah. It's, cool. it's, it's dope, interesting. Man. That's dope, man. It's That's interesting. Dope. One last question. But I'm humble about One it. One last question, and this is people want to know, man. Good. <laughs> you do. <laughs> no, actually, three people hit me oh, okay. and said, "What over the years that you were doing what you did, mm-hmm. how much was it?" You know what? I'd like to glorify it, but I'd probably say it was about a half a million. Half a million. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to say like five, six mil, but it was about, about a half a mil. But I did own four homes and a right. condo on the ocean. And, and the I economy was different. Yes. Yeah. So a half a million, I would say, is a, is a safe number. Right. I mean, I was making you know, 2000 a week on my own, so yeah. selling fucking drugs. Yeah. And I would, Diaz, I probably made about 80 to 100 grand because it was a short stint. Right, 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 right. When then his whole organization got sweeped yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and then Kenny and I broke up, and I knew it was coming. I ran into the hills, and, and Kenny got a pension, and then I never saw him again till the wires you know, almost came out, you know? So. Internets, there you go. Michael, once again, man, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Kels, what's yep. up, man? When are we going to see you next? Um, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I got to work with... Will, will, will we see you I got to ha- work with the man. Will we see you when we have Rihanna in the, in the studio? You're never. not going to miss that episode? Never. Tell the internets again where they can find you. Uh, at KMGZ. And, you know, don't be arguing with me in my mentions, y'all. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Internet, you know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then glow up and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blah. Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Menner, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production. Yo, Combat Jack, man. I just want to say I'm a big fan of everything you're doing. I like this new Combat Jack, man. I know it's going to be crazy out here. But, yo, big fan of the show. Found out about you through Tax, tax Season Podcast, man. I went back and listened to old episodes. Big fan, man. Keep doing what you're doing in 2016. Peace. Hey, Reggie. This is Tam Savage, a.k.a. Black Girls Don't Date. I told you I was going to call, and I wanted to give you a shout-out. Um, I listen to you guys every week. I really enjoy it. It helps me get through my work day without killing people or flipping tables. So I appreciate you. Um, I wanted to suggest, since you're open to new things in 2016, is if you could bring on a sexpert to talk to these nignogs about how vaginas and penises actually work, because the shit that I see on Twitter is sickening. Um, 
<laughs> thanks for listening to my little voicemail message, and you guys have a great day. Hey, A-King, bye.